right, and it's a new year, but the same old show from the boys at Gorilla Brain. And today we're going to be re- recapping 2018, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And trust us, there was a lot of ugly. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen with a light blue hue to them. Fresh and juicy, ready for the picking. All the school children are lining up to put them in the sack lunches. Hey, that plum looks good. You, can I trade it for your Twinkie? No, these are my plums. I want to bite into that plum and let the juice spill down my chin. You know what I mean? So let's start with the most obvious part of the ugly. The bat dong. Everybody saw in Batman the Dam number one. Batman's penis. It was a big controversy. It got pulled from shelves, and now the book has skyrocketed in price. Sean, you have personally seen the Bat Dong. How do you feel about Bat Dong? Uh, it, it exists. I've seen it. I own it. Mm-hmm. Pick, picked up the book, thankfully, on a whim. Um, well, you actually wanted to read the book anyway, right? Yeah. I, b- believe it or not, I was looking into it when I was at your house. I pre-ordered it on your on your couch. Yeah. Feel privileged. Oh, that feels and, dirty, uh, though. You pre-ordering porn on my couch? Yeah, and um, you know, I kind of hate the fact that DC pulled the book because they, they, they pulled it, the dong. Is that what yeah, you're trying they, to say? Yeah, they they definitely pulled the old reach around on the bat dong, <laughs> and uh, it's just a shame. I mean, I, I don't really care about the nudity thing, but mm-hmm. it was a black label book. It's, it's yeah. not. He's not screwing anything. Essentially, uh, Black Label, for anybody that doesn't know, is essentially the new Vertigo. I guess it's a more marketable name than Vertigo. Yeah, it just, it just sounds cool. Like, you know, DC Vertigo. Oh, DC Black Label. And he's like, oh, shit, that sounds cool. Now, now, and, you've, now you've seen the, the Bat Dong. You know, it's, it's been in your eyeballs. It's seared in there. Uh, was it a panel or was it a full-page spread? It was uh, like a half a page, and then there was like a, a smaller image. From mm-hmm. what I remember, it might it might, might it be in a full, but it was a, it was pretty, in the it was in the shadows though. Yeah, uh, I mean it wasn't it wasn't like a whole panel of like dong. You know what no, I mean? no, he's walking in the shadow, and you can see the silhouette of his junk, and that was enough to break the world because I, I guess the children of the world aren't aware that Batman has a dick. So, and not just Grayson. <laughs> My question is, how did that get past the editors? Like, was somebody snoozing on the job and they're just passing panels along? Like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Just let it go. And then it, Honestly, and then it hits the bookshelves and just causes all this controversy. I think DC got cold feet. I think they were like, well, this is a mature brand. You know, the guy's French. They don't have that problem with nudity. Let's just roll with it. And I think they're like, oh, shit, people's talking about it. Another mind, Yank. I think they just they just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just they Yank. Ah, uh, well, yeah. I don't want to jerk you around, but yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of being jerked around, though, what about the uh, canceling of the Netflix shows uh, for the Marvel side? Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, but they kept it, but they kept Punisher and Jessica Jones. Yeah, uh, they kept the weak ones. Uh, I, that one baffles me. It had so much viewership, and, they, and you know, like a uh, previous episode, you talked about how great Luke Cage was. Hell, you made me want to watch uh, season two. It is really good. But they they pulled it. 
I, I, I just I don't understand what their what the logic is there. I know that DC, uh, DC uh, Disney has a streaming app that they want to do, and they'll probably bring the shows back. But you're cutting these shows down in their prime, and it makes no sense, especially when the viewership was at an all time high, especially for shitty ass Iron Fist. I mean, I think it's because Marvel already paid for them, and they don't care because the Netflix already paid the license fees, so Netflix is ranking in the cash of these shows. But Disney ain't getting enough from it. You know they're greedy as fuck, so that's probably why they canceled them down. And I'd like to believe they didn't cancel Jessica Jones because they're like, dude, we we canceled all of the good shows. Do we need to tell you that that one's getting axed too? Well, also, it could be the whole girl power era. You got to think about that. You got Captain Marvel coming out. You know, you can't go pulling the girl shows, man. You're trying to bring in a whole new viewership. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, I just... I don't think Jessica Jones is going to stay. I think it's going to get. I think they're all going to get canceled. Right now, they're going to play it cool, but they're going to yank it. They're going to yeah. throw it up because they want to. They want everything on Disney's stupid streaming service. All right, but they're not, they have no plans for a season three of Jessica Jones, so why not cancel it? That's what I don't understand. Uh, maybe they're just trying to give you hope. I I really don't get. I don't get what they're getting at. Like it's. Maybe with Jessica Jones, she she doesn't have the same like drawing power as like a Daredevil or Punisher or oh, whatever. She definitely so doesn't. Like, Jessica Jones was an add-on. The only reason Jessica Jones even existed was to pull the quote-unquote defenders into the mix. That was it. That's the only reason she even existed. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm sure she has a fan base. She does. But, uh, she does. I, My wife loves her. I don't. I don't know why, but uh, brain damage, I think. But um. Yeah, I no, I, I didn't care for the show. The first season was okay because the Purple Man was really great. Yeah, and I mean some of the other stuff was okay, but season two, I I, I quit. I couldn't watch any more of it. it. It's such trash. I I, I not. I didn't even watch season two. I watched one episode, couldn't take any more, and I just watched the full season recap on YouTube. I got the gist of it. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's a, it was a terrible show, and okay. I hope she doesn't live long in 2019. Well, speaking of terrible shows, you want to shed any light on the uh, Titans, DC's uh, streaming rated R, whatever oh, the hell it God. is? So I finished the whole first season. I I took how, that. How shot. was that? How was that? Yeah, just let us all know. Uh, so to to save everybody that values my opinion some time, how long are, how long are the episodes? Each I haven't episode, checked that out yet. They're about 45 minutes from what I can recall to an Fucking hour. Typical, <laughs> typical thing. And each episode basically boils down to a cool fight scene, if you're lucky. The word fuck being said about three times. Fuck Batman. And a whole lot of uninteresting, nonsensical stories. Hmm. It's, it's a really drawn-out plot where nothing really happens. Beast Boy is done really well, and making him uh, Asian really fits the character. It's a great change. Mm-hmm. His character does nothing and doesn't contribute to the overall story of season one in the slightest. Starfire is fucked in every aspect. She is a shit character. The actress, I've seen her in real life and other stuff. She's fine. I, I have nothing against her personally, but the way they write the character in the show, she is just very uninteresting. You could just care less. Robin's done really, really well. Yeah, uh, he was by far the best character in the the show. Uh, Raven, 
kind of is like Juno, but with the powers that remind you more of Enchantress, so she's not really white. Are we talking like Juno, like pregnant teenage yeah, chick yeah, Juno? Uh, yeah, that's kind of a, the vibe. Ugh. And she's not really interesting. Uh, the fight scenes are really good because they're really, really, really violent and, and brutal and great. And Robin, like I said, they put a lot of attention for him, but nobody else... Uh, there's two full episodes dedicated to Hulk and Dove. One of them is just a complete flashback of Hulk and Dove, and who cares? Yeah, because the yeah, their comics have been selling well the last, like, 30 years, let me tell you. The, yeah, right. The best, a- the ask, best new 50, ask the New 52. They made it, like, four issues. So, yeah. <laughs> right? So, if you have any interest in this show, right, any interest at all, despite my warnings, I'm telling you, just pass... Watch the animated movies. Watch Teen Titans Go. Watch anything else. But if you if you have to watch the show, watch the very last episode. Watch the recap of the season, and watch that episode where uh, there is a little bit of Batman. You can see live action Batman, sort of. It's kind of funny that they they sort of didn't commit to him because Batman's there, but you never really get a good look. He's all his face is always obscured, mm. or he's just out of focus. Like even when Robin's uh, when he fights. It's just odd. It's a very weird. So he's, thing fighting, they did. so he's fighting Shadow Link. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Not quite Shadow Link. Like, um, uh, like you remember the the Humphrey Bogart episode of Tales from the Crypt when it was in the body double? How it's always like he was his face was always off camera or aside, or like you're looking from behind him. It's like that kind of thing. You know, we bring up Tales from the Crypt every episode. Yeah, well, it's a good show. People should be watching it in between podcasts and um. So just you watch the last episode, which is was really good. Like if the whole series was as good as that episode, I, I would be promoting the show. But it, it's it's terrible. Uh, being very generous, and I mean the most generous I, I can squeeze out, five out of ten. Hmm. I mean it, it, it's. I'd rather watch Supergirl. I I'd, I really would. That's it, that's pretty low in the totem pole. Supergirl is pretty pretty goddamn awful. Well, you, the freaking, with Titans, the, the story, like, goes all over the place. Like, they don't even really form up as a team for a long time. Beast Boy can only turn into an orange tiger, and it takes him about two minutes to do it after he strips down. It's really just dumb. Um, Starfire's powers are flame. She, she has fire powers. They're not energy. She doesn't fly. None of the, the stuff that's her, it's all fire based. So she's like Firestorm. Yeah, you know, basically tomorrow. Pretty much, same thing. And Damn. looks like a prostitute for the most of the season. She looks like a prostitute in the comics, but yeah, but she looks very... like a high end prostitute. Mm-hmm. And in the show, she looks like maybe like a Baltimore street prostitute. Oh, my favorite kind. Basically, oh. so yeah, it's it's definitely a mess, and I find it a shame because you know with CW, Warner Brothers are letting them use the show. They're letting CW do their interpretation of these shows. But for DC Universe, which is, I believe, the name of the thing, this is for comic fans. Who else would own a streaming service all about DC Comics? So to get something that wrong as your first show on your own streaming, it it just doesn't make any sense. I, I, I think that Titans was nothing but a platform to launch other shows onto that network, you know, because you're going to have, like, Doom Patrol and probably Hawk and Dove 
and a couple other things like that. The Doom Patrol episode is also one of the better episodes of the show. It's because Doom Patrol is awesome. They've always been awesome, especially when uh, when uh, uh, Grant Morrison was writing them back in the 80s. That shit was awesome. Uh, but, I never really read them, but in the show they were awesome. Right. Well, uh, I didn't watch the show, but I'm going to say right. Because <laughs> Doom Patrol hey, dude, is Brandon awesome. Brandon Frazier is uh, Frankenstein. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I think that's his name. The big robot-looking guy. I think his name is Frankenstein. You're talking but like, yeah. yeah, Frankenstein, but, I mean, like, the shade agent? Yeah. Uh, is he a shade agent in that show? Not that I know of. Aw. They're only briefly, they're, like, kind of, like, introduced. Beast Boy was living with them. Okay. I think that was their, like, the backdoor pilot for them. Okay. So, Hawk and Dove are just relatively boring. It sounds like a boring show in general, Period at the end. Okay. So let's stay on the tight, uh, the topic of Titans though. But let's go to the movies. Let's, let's, let's talk about Teen Titans go to the movies. I love the hell out of it. I got, I got about maybe ninety percent of the references they threw out, and they were all just—they tickled my funny bone. Exactly. That for me, Teen Titans Go to the Movies was so much better because that's for for Teen Titans. Whether in, you're doing Go, whether you're doing the, the first show, series, whatever, they should always be a little fun in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's always their thing. They should always have that little bit of fun, even when things are bad. There should always be a little bit of fun there. And that's just not how the other show went. But for Teen Titans Go to the Movies, I wish you would have did better in the theater because it was just a blast. I thought it was funny as hell. Definitely one of the best movies of 2018. Easy. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, funny, you know, better, one of the better movies of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if you haven't seen it, you really should because I know people say this all the time, but. You can watch it with children because it's very much a kid movie. Obviously. But it's still way funny enough that adults are really going to enjoy it, too. It's not with the ones you put on for the kids and you just kind of tolerate. There's actually some fun there. Yeah, it kind of has the Adventure Time formula. Like, it's meant for kids, but made for adults, you know? (laughs) I think it's it's one of the appeals of Adventure Time. That's why I love Adventure Time so much because, like, I get it, but I can watch it with the kid because she's not going to get some of these references. So it's all good. Unless you're a fan of uh, Challenge of the Unknown, it might not be for you. Like, if you're a big fan of those, you you might get your feelings hurt a little bit. But other than that, everybody else, go watch it. I I love the Marvel reference in uh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Yeah, they they really broke some fourth wall. I, I liked it. They did indeed. They had a lot of fun with it, and I think uh, that's something we could all use more of. Amen. And, that's, and I think that's why God created the Meg. You know, a lot of people shit all over the Meg, but I think that people just forgot how to have fun. That movie was nothing but 100% fun ride. It was like Crank with a giant fucking shark. And it doesn't, you know, it didn't hurt that Jason Statham, who starred in Crank 1 and 2, was, you know, the star of this movie. I loved it. Yeah, you know, it was one of the ones that I I recommended to people. I I know people didn't agree with me as much because I gave it a 9. The movie, it does have a couple of flaws. It could, yeah, it should have been rated R. Whatever. It, it's a little serious sometimes, a little fun sometimes. 
but it's such a fun ride. It's a movie about a giant shark, and they basically know it. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get a goddamn Oscar for a giant shark movie. It, it's just not gonna happen. It's not in the cards, man. No, uh, otherwise, Jaws would probably have at least something. But, uh, you know, it was just fun. I, you know, and I, I really liked all the, the Asian actresses and the, the Shanghai locations just cause it's, it's nice mm-hmm. to see new cities besides San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles being attacked, you know, New York, the same like five, yeah. six cities. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. And I, I really liked it. You know, I liked how they, they did it with some serious, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's crazy. And I tell people all the time, all the time, if that fucking shark would have ate that helicopter, I'd have gave that movie an 11. They set it up. <laughs> they freaking tease. That's why it ain't got a 10. They tease you. You see a helicopter, and you're just like, man, that shark is going to eat that damn thing, and you're waiting, now, and you're which, waiting, and which it never hel- Which helicopter? Because there were a couple. There was the one that had the, the guys dropping the bombs down, and they killed the whale. They thought they killed the shark, and they killed the whale. And... So that was like, you know, the, the black ops guy or whatever the hell they were. There, that there helicopter, because they were hovering low. Is that the one you wanted to get eaten yeah, or I, the news copters? I wanted any helicopter, but specifically the one hanging low. But I just thought, like, why is he so close to the water? You know what I mean? Like, they don't need to be that low. And it's so many times. And, like, I just really wanted that. I really wanted that shark to eat that thing. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um... I thought it was really cool that, you know, they're like, yeah, there's things underneath the Mariana Trench. Because we had, we'd never been to the bottom of the ocean. You know, there could be things under there we don't know about, you know? No, you'd have to wait to the end of the year for Aquaman to do that. Well, well, we'll, we'll probably get into Aquaman in a little while. Oh, but it's just kind of cool. It's, you know, that whole fear of the unknown thing. You know, what if there really is, you know, you know a cold drift that keeps bigger predators down there? Where, you know, because people have been saying forever, the Meg is still around. We don't have proof, but they keep saying that it is. So, I mean, it could be. You never know. Loch Ness Monster could be real. Bigfoot could be fucking real. People try to bring up proof all the time, but, you know, it's just not feasible. But I hold on to hope. (laughs) Hey, man, anything is possible. I got a giant shark movie in the movie theater the same year as a movie called Hurricane Heist. If that sort of shit can hit the big screen, anything's possible. Here's the only thing I didn't like about the Meg. Okay? Now, they were at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, right? I don't know if they were at the bottom, but they were in. They were towards the bottom. I don't, I don't think they hit the like ground, I don't think. But, yeah, you're basically there. Right. And how many pounds of pressure per square inch is it? I forget, they said it in the movie. Now, oh, um, a, a nuclear submarine would have been crushed like a goddamn Pepsi can had it gone that deep. So when the movie starts and that, that submarine, which apparently went even lower than the bottom, they went through that cloud and they were down there. Yeah. So that submarine would have been crushed. Well, you, you realize it, it works in, in reverse as well. If the shark would have came up, the shark's body is built for that pressure. When it comes up super fast, it would have basically just died. That the Meg would die in the transition. It would go as fast as it does in the movie because it's a pretty quick, you know, from down there. Mm-hmm. It would have died. That you wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to do nothing. It would just come up and that, that's it. Hmm. Look at us. We're fucking scientists. Look at that. We're fact. We're fact busters now. That's what this yeah. show is going to become. We're just fucking fact busters. Eh, dream crushing. But 
like I said, you don't you you should not be going into the Meg expecting yeah realism. Um, you know, and it's not really the film for that. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of film where you're like, you know what? I'm tired of bitching about stuff. I don't want to be on Twitter right now. You just go to the movies and remember what it's like to just have fun. Mm-hmm. That's what that movie's for. Yep, uh, you're absolutely right on that. And uh, I popped huge because uh, you remember an episode of Family Guy when Peter wrote Jaws, or no, he didn't write Jaws. He wrote Bigger Jaws, and then he wrote Even Bigger Jaws. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking when the one when the Meg, the actual Meg, the big one, came up and ate the small one. I'm like, Bigger Jaws. Oh, <laughs> I popped huge for it. I'm like, did they watch Family Guy? Is that was that what what was going on here? Uh, I like to believe so. Mm. I know it made an international star out of Pippin, the dog. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Jaws references in that movie, and I picked up every single one of them. And Believe I loved it or it. not, I did not. I, I, I did. I mean, I, some of them, but it mm-hmm. wasn't until I watched the video where there was, like, a lot. Because some of them, like, people point out, like, certain angles are the same. I, I never catch stuff like that. I'm just like, well, they like that angle. So I, yeah. I did not catch as many. There were there was uh there was Jaws references, there were Sharknado references, Deep Blue Sea references, and I'm just picking them up going, Oh, this is just an homage movie that's just really good. I, I love the Meg. Yeah, I like I I thought it was fine. I mean, even if they I know some people thought the, the references were too many because I, I saw a couple of videos and, and read of what some people were bitching about, and I'm just kinda like is it really that big a deal, though? Like, you can reference the movie all over the place. It doesn't hurt anything. Right. I heard a lot of people bitching um, because it's based on the book series of The Meg. And there's like there's like seven or eight books, I want to say. Maybe six. Six or eight. I'll just say six or eight. Books, different books. And they're like, well, it didn't stick to the original thing. In in the book, uh, the uh, the black guy, the, you know, the, uh, the joke cracking guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he was another character in the movie, and another character was him. Like, they had him flip-flopped, and they're like, this is not accurate to the book. Hey, it, it's, a movie, it's a movie about a giant shark, and, and I hate to ruin on your fandom, but you should be lucky you got a movie, honestly. Oh, it was in production hell since, like, what, 2008? Yeah, like... You should, uh, you should be fortunate that it ever even came out. Pretty much. And that it was fun. Like, that's... Yeah, I, I liked it though. People just they just forget how to have fun, man. Ever I swear, and, and I've been saying it forever. Ever since nine eleven, America forgot to how to have fun. Yeah, now we take everything so damn personal. Yep, it's it's definitely a PG America. It's not my yeah. America, but I'll live in it. Fuck it, I like it here. Um, I'll live in here to the lotto check clears. Amen, brother. Taiwan, here we come. Um. Hmm. We have such a long list here. Let's pick a random dink. Okay. So let's talk about Venom. We will eat both your arms and then both of your legs, and then we will eat your face right up your head. You will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a bird in the wind. Venom was another one of those... I, I give the movie a low rating. I always do. It, it was only movie-wise. We're going to differ on opinion on this one. But go ahead. Well, here's how I look at it, okay? Movie-wise, if I had to rate it and be fair, uh, I'd say it's like a, a six or seven no! out of ten. Let no! Let me say my piece. Was, oh, man, it was Let fucking... It. it was way better than, like, Ant-Man. Come on. Just, yeah, give me a second. Go ahead. I'll let you so, finish. 
Not gonna, so, I'm not gonna fire up one. You don't worry. Te- technical ratings, I don't give it that high because it has some issues. It, it's, it's hard to point out the issues you, if you if you understand what I mean by it's a Sony movie. Like no, there's I a lot it. of good in there, but it's it's kind of a mess. It should have been R-rated, um, much like the Meg, funny enough. But this one really, I really feel like it should have been because they dropped this. They don't have the Spider-Man part. Mm-hmm. They were just doing Venom, and I kind of feel like that you should have you should have really won for it. But uh, so as far as a film goes, I score it kind of low because the story's kind of a mess, and the it, it, some things could be done a little bit better. Now that aside. I did think, you know, once you get past the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, which aren't bad, but you're just going by the numbers, you know exactly where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. But once you get over that 20-minute hurdle, it is damn fun. Yeah. Like, I, I had a blast watching it, and I really enjoy the film. Like, I, I think it's really, really fun. And, you know, I can get what people, you know, kind of rate it low, though, because it has a lot of issues. It's not a perfect film. Um, I thought even the Meg has a better story. But fun-wise, like the amount of enjoyment you'll have just kind of going, eh, you know what, fuck it, roll it with it, mm-hmm. there's a lot there. Like, you know, Tom Hardy's always great. The the, the Venom symbiote, I like the way he communicates. Yeah. I like the way, you know. I, I like the relationship works. between Eddie Brock and the symbiote in that movie. I thought that was a lot of fun. The, the symbiote yeah. was a complete smartass. You know, I mean, it's comic representation-wise, no, it's not Venom. But cinematic-wise, I thought that, I thought that it played off pretty well. Yeah, it's um I honestly the the relationship between the two of them, I hope, you know, with part 2 which I 100% know is going to be PG-13, for some reason Sony just really has this PG-13 kick. I, I guess they're afraid to go R, I, I don't know. Yeah, work but, for Logan, uh, work for Deadpool. Right? Just so we're clear. I, but uh, I hope they they keep that as a as a fun central part because I kind of look at Venom and um, Eddie Brock is kind of like the the Tony Jarvis thing but with a lot more fun because mm-hmm. it's kind of like that kind of relationship but it really really works so I kind of like to see where they where they go with it, it it's kind of this weird technically what the suit does to survive is kind of fucked up he has to eat people and. It's kind of funny because the film is more lighthearted than when you really think about what he's doing to people. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, yeah, he's eating them whole, but because we're not really doing it in a dreadful kind of way, it's fun. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, they took aspects from Lethal Protector. I mean, Venom didn't always eat people. I mean, (sighs) I I don't know. I I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a hell of a lot more than Ant-Man, like I said before. Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp was okay. Yeah, I definitely think Venom was better than Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp, I kind of felt like if, if you've ever played a launch title for, if you're a video game you know, in the video games, you've ever played a launch title, it kind of felt like that. Like these are the things we can do with technology. Doesn't it look cool? But the overall story, just kind of like, I mean, uh, I don't really care. This is also kind of unneeded. And then they have the. Really- they had the uh, pissed me off about Ant Man and the Wasp is the suit was malfunctioning more than half the movie. Like you're not even getting the full Ant Man. You know that's like Black Panther suit fucking up. You know what well, I mean? They, they kind of turned him into a giant joke. And the the really sad thing is about Ant Man, right? Process this one. Think about this. Her suit does what his does, 
but like the the trailer points out with wings and blasters, mm-hmm. when you watch that movie, she could have resolved the whole situation and just left him where he was. You don't even need Ant Man in the movie. Oh, so it's like uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah, basically. I mean, if, if you Indy, really if Indy, it, Indy had no purpose in the movie, but he's there, he's the star. That's that's Ant Man and the Wasp. I mean, if you look at what he does. You know, there's some funny stuff, and there's a little bit here and there, but with a, with a few easy, like, scene changes, you, you don't need Ant-Man. You don't need Ant-Man in the movie at all. It could have just been the Wasp. Mm-hmm. You don't, he doesn't, there, I mean, there's nothing he did that she couldn't have done with her suit, because obviously they point out that she's a better fighter than him. His Her suit's better than his. So you really don't even need him in the movie. I, I think that was the biggest thing, is they're... And it was kind of dumb that they made Ghost uh, a sympathetic character or tried to make him or her sympathetic. I thought yeah, that I, was I, a did, dumb I, didn't, I didn't really like what they did with Ghost, but I did like uh, Lawrence Fishburne in that movie, though. Yeah, I always, I actually always liked Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that man just—he's good. John Wick, Man of Steel, Ant Man. You drop him in, he makes everything a little better. Matrix, <laughs> Matrix, Mission Impossible uh, Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just I I just don't think making Ghost sympathetic. I thought they should have made her. Uh, this is the one time Marvel should have just made the character a generic bad guy because the way she fought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And if that was just if she was basically a glorified assassin, it would have been which great. Which she is in the comics, but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's she's just a merc. That's what she should have been. I definitely think they they dropped the ball on that one because you're just kind of like even though they tried to make her sympathetic, you find yourself, or at least I did, I find myself like I I don't really care about your problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, call, I can call me a dick, whatever, but that's I, I just I just didn't really feel anything for that character. Yeah, actually, we didn't even have Ant Man on our list, but we, you know here we are talking about it. <laughs> I didn't, well, think, I, mean, I didn't think it was important enough to cover in 2018. That's how low I thought of it. I thought it was well, one of the worst Marvel movies, and that was our uh, our first episode. You know, when we first started this back in June, was we did uh, we ranked our top Marvel movies, and Ant Man, the first Ant Man, ranked I think it was 11th for me. Yeah, I think mine was a uh, right around there. But Ant Man and the Wasp, I I'd put it pretty much towards the bottom. I don't know if it's the worst one. Yeah, maybe. I you know, I don't know. It definitely wouldn't be very high for me. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of interest in it. And, you know, there's another movie on this list. Well, we could talk about it right now. That I had zero interest in. I sat through it. We did it. Whatever. And that was The Nun. Fuck you. Suffer in silence. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're no good. And you're a worthless fucking person to humanity. You contribute nothing. Go back to your fucking rock that you live under and never fucking come out again. The Nun, I wanted to see because I, I really enjoyed the Conjuring universe. Yeah, and the Conjuring. I, really, I give really Annabelle. Hope. You know what? I give Annabelle a lot of shit, but overall, they're decent movies. Well, like for me, Conjuring one was like a nine. Conjuring two was ten. Annabelle was I like a six. I still don't see that. We're not going to argue about it, but I just I don't get it. But all right, different taste. But I get. I get. Annabelle two, right? Annabelle one was a six. Annabelle two was an eight. So I really thought, like, with Annabelle 2, I was like, okay, they, they fucked up with Annabelle 1, they get it, we're done with that. You know, they learned from their mistake that, you know, they thought they could give up. But here we are with the nun, who once I saw the trailer, I'm like, that trailer looked boring as hell. And then it turns and out the rest of the movie was like that? <laughs> yeah, the, the movie Creepy is, hallways, is, weird noises. It's, it's such an odd film, the nun. 
there's no – it feels like a direct-to-video or, or dare I even say a Netflix movie. It, like it Ouch. feels so – tell me I'm wrong. Netflix like, horror movies are terrible. So, it feels so low budget. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I like about The Nun, and it's a very small thing, there's a few shots early in the film where you see The Nun uh, or the like the Mother Superior whatever. She's in darkness. Yeah, she's sitting and in that chair. She's just got this yeah, yeah. creepy vibe to her. And I was like, I really like how that shot and how that looks. It's got this just creepy vibe. It's just not even doing anything. I was like, that's really good. But uh, that's literally the best thing I can say about the movie is when the girl's sitting in the chair in the dark, she's got this creepy, horrific vibe. The rest of the movie, I was just bored. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, one of the other things is, you know, spoiler alert, whatever. Um... They're, all the nuns in that place are already dead. So why would this demon go through all this trouble just to trick a goddamn priest and a apprentice nun? Why? Yeah, I mean, I know to it had prove to prove that the fucking place is unholy. It, it had to possess somebody to get it out or something like that. It, it, got, it got Frenchy in the end. It didn't even get the, the priest or the nun. So what the fuck yeah. was the point of the whole movie? Go and get the, the Frenchy. Why, Honestly, why couldn't why couldn't the uh, Valak, the demon, just you know put on that little facade for Frenchie, have a delivery come, and then jump into Frenchie, save us cuts. an hour and forty five minutes of shit, and just Actually, do that? We're gonna save you all time. If you want to see the nun, watch the opening of The Conjuring, and you'll see a guy in a chair and like he was possessed. Yeah, yeah when they're going there. through and talking about him. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Only important bit you need to see from the nun. Mm-hmm. That character. That is the is, only connection. That is the only connection. Yeah. To, the, to the fucking conjuring. That's it. It's it's just sad how unbelievably. I mean, conjuring one and two, spinoffs aside, are are very good. They're your typical ghost, creepy kind of horror, but they're done so well by James Wan. You know, uh, I you know, but really quick. Just, uh, hold on, really uh, quick. Go ahead, get finished. Go ahead. That's just it. It's just, it's so, how did, why do they not care? You know, why don't they like money? There's so little effort put into this damn, these spinoffs sometimes. I really don't see it. I, I don't, you know, you're trying to build a horror universe, but you don't want to try. They like money. The, the, the studio likes money. Well, you'd get more of it if you made a good movie. It doesn't take a lot of money to make a good a horror movie. You know, the Saw franchise were, you know, $10 million movies at best, and they mm-hmm. made tons of cash. All you need is a little effort. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's terrible. The, the, the movie, it's a horror movie for a, a major franchise, and you want to continue this franchise, but The Nun, you tell me nobody was like, this movie's kind of boring. Uh, we're not really going to make a lot. Uh, you know, it, it's just... Well, I, I get it. it. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know anybody that enjoyed this film. Uh, and, I know I enjoyed it more than Slender Man. I'll tell you that much. But we're not going to talk about Slender Man. We're I'm leaving not, that out. We're leaving yeah. that out of 2018. That's we've talked about Slender Man in a past episode. Go back and not, listen to that. But we're not we're not getting into Slender Man. No, no, I'm not going to rant about that. But this, this isn't all the embarrassments of 2018. 2018, yeah, that's the worst movie in the last decade. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go into it. Just don't ever see that Jackhammer Massacre. No, I'd, I'd rather watch that than Slender Man. 
That's gross, bro. That's been that's been a running joke for us for about fifteen years. <laughs> at, at least at least Jackhammer has gotten so it's it, it's a giant ass joke. So I might get at least a chuckle here and there. There's nothing but. Uh, <sighs> I that's never. I never thought when we started this podcast that the words Jackhammer Massacre would ever come out of our mouths. But here it is, 2019, and we're still fucking talking about that shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, we finally found something worse. It's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, you with bad movies like Jackhammer, there's even there's always a few scenes like the Powdered Sugar Ghost that you'll at least get a laugh. <laughs> you'll at least be entertained. With The Nun... It's it's the worst kind of film because it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just boring. Yeah. It, it just you know you just don't care. And then you know that movie. And speaking of uh, spinoffs that I have to bring up really quick, mm-hmm. Ocean's Eight. It, it's the same thing. You got these movies that are connected to these big franchises, and this is what happens when you're lazy. You make a very boring and uninteresting film. And in the case of Ocean's Eight, there's a good cast there. A, a lot of those ladies got talent. The yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, that's the one with all the girls, right? It's the girl Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it's it's written so poorly. So uh, they try to go. Movie. So they try to Ghostbusters, huh? Yeah, it's mm. Ghostbusters. I thought was a little better. Oh, whoa, it's whoa! The problem, the problem with Ocean's Eight is, is it's it's boring and the the writing is terrible. So it starts off letting you know that Sandra Bullock is the new thief, and she's obviously you know better than Danny Ocean because girl power. So she's better than all of those, and mm-hmm. she has to do a whole little scene of her doing some minor shoplifting slash working the system to steal some goods because you have to be reminded that this thief that was in jail for stealing stuff is a thief. You have to be reminded of this. Mm-hmm. And she's just boring. Yeah. That that works. That, that worked really good for the Italian job. I'm assuming not so much here. No. Um, oh, by by the way, Italian job is uh twenty. Is it twenty years old this year? Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it twenty? Yeah, it's twenty. Shout that out, 20-year-old shout out the, movie? Shout out to Italian Job. 20 years ago, better than that. Mm, still they, love it. They, all the girls in the film are just kind of there. And have you ever seen an Oceans or just a heist movie in general where the heist is boring? Like when they're pulling off the job where you're supposed to be really entertained and on the edge like this big fancy – I could have cared less. I think halfway through the heist, I started checking Facebook. You know, uh, since you know you asked me about heist movies, I'm gonna say one of my favorite heist movies besides Italian Job, Hurricane Heist. No, Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. No one remembers that movie. Oh, I do. Kurt Russell, all the Elvises. Yeah, David Arquette's in it. Uh, Christian Slater's in it. Oh, such an all-star cast, but no one remembers this this movie. Did I you, loved did it. Did you just say Christian Slater and David Arquette as all-star cast? It was the uh, mid. Yeah. It was the mid to late nineties. <laughs> it was twenty years ago. Uh, yeah, twenty years ago, All Star cast. Uh, now yeah. I don't think. Well, I mean, yeah. Kurt Russell's Santa Claus now. He's not even. He's not even Elvis anymore. Yeah, well, twenty years ago, Val Kilmer was thin, but you know, <laughs> what I know. Yeah, poor mm. Val Kilmer. Yeah, he's still great in my eyes, but. Uh, I think he's getting better. He actually had some problems. He had yeah. like throat cancer or something. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But regardless, we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. So for Top Gun two, let's hope he's shredded up and playing with the boys. Uh, I mean, maybe the, the way we're going. Well, we can hope. Make more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If that movie ever comes out, we'll cover it in twenty twenty. Um. Hmm. 
Let's pick another one, rando. Let's do rando. Do 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 do. Ready Player One. Oh, that was easily one of the best movies of 2018, in my opinion. You thought the Meg had references? Holy shit. <laughs> hey, I, I tell everybody that the, one of the best descriptions for Ready Player One, besides the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory of our time, is basically a love letter to pop culture. No That's doubt really about it. really what it is. No doubt about it. And uh, there, there is so much good in that movie. Yep. Also, because I saw that part of me wants to see The Shining remade by the by by these people. Oh, so it's kind of like they just like I know they did like a sort of kind of parody version, but I'm kind of like, man, I'd kind of like to see this remade. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the beats for that that segment for that piece of just that scene, just the the sh- the Overlook Hotel, the beats for it were like so spot on, like mm-hmm. that. Amazing! I love I love the whole film. Yeah, and you know it's it's a lot, a lot, a lot of '80s references, and that's cool. But there's also a lot of modern stuff in there, like you know Tracer from Overwatch is in there. You know Master Chief from Halo, and Tracer. I said Tracer. Yeah, she's in it twice. She's in it a couple times. She's actually in the in the dance bar where they're dancing. She's at the end battle, and uh, when they're going through in the very beginning, when they're going into the intro. It was up to me. She'd have been the she'd have starred in that movie, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, you do your thing. Come on, man! It had a fucking Gundam. A Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> it had a Gundam, a kind of weak version of Mechagodzilla, but Mechagodzilla nonetheless. It was well. I mean, they you know Mechagodzilla looked kind of weak. You know, they had to spice it up a little bit. But yeah, Mechagodzilla made it in. I mean, we could go. We could do a whole episode on Ready Player One just on references alone. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, there was so much. There were so many things I like that are really in that. Not only is it a great movie, mm-hmm. but you get the bike from Akira, which is one of my favorite shows, movies, whatever you want to call it, of all time. That was there. A Gundam was there. Mecha Godzilla, who's my favorite Godzilla character, is there. Like, I'm Tron, like oh my the god, Tron Cycle, uh, King Kong, the T Rex from Jurassic Park, the the fucking DeLorean, the uh, just so many. So many references. Oh yeah, God. and there's and it was fun. It was another one of those fun movies. Like I could easily, you know, there's some teen stuff in there, but yeah. for the most part, it was such a fun movie. I think even more, and this is kind of weird to say, but even more than Black Panther and Avengers, I've actually watched Ready Player One more than any other movie that came out last year. I've yeah. seen it a lot. I really liked it. I saw it in the theater. I think four times, three times, three four times. Wow, you went the distance. I had, I had the movie pass at the time. I abused the hell out of that thing. But yeah, I mean, it it was really good. And it felt like it, you were on a quest the entire movie. You know, yeah, it had it had its, you know, dramatic moments in, you know, the human world and all that, but it had that post-apocalyptic world, not post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it would have been post-apocalyptic cuz they had that famine thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, it, it it's not it's not you it's not the usual post-apocalyptic cuz like so technically society still functioned. Right. But more or less, that's what it was. It kind of reminded me of the early sci-fis, like um, like Dark Angel, Double Dragon, like that kind of like weird future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like that kind of thing. Uh, it's uh, dystopian, dystopian yeah, like, future. But it yeah, was more like, like it was more like a neo dystopian because you think about it, neo is futuristic. You know, Akira was neo neo uh, neo Tokyo. Um, uh, Blade Runner is like you know. Uh, neo-futuristic you know so 
But yeah, there was no Blade Runner reference in that movie, was there? I don't recall offhand, but I don't think so. But Blast in 2018, me. didn't we get a? Wasn't that Blade Runner 2049? Wasn't that 2018? I want to say it was. I want to say it was early. Yeah, I think it was early 2018. I think it. I think it was. I'm, maybe you know what? It might have been last year. Mm. Damn, it might have been. It might have been 20, uh, 2017. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Great film. We'll we'll plug it because you know Blade Runner is one of the greatest films of all time. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Not as good, good, but not yeah. near that level because Blade Runner is like top tier to me. It's easily top ten films of all time, and it's I nowhere didn't rate near it that, that high. But I do really like it. It's definitely. I actually I might have. I can't remember now, but. I definitely rate it really high, though. Me personally, I think it's the international version I like a little bit better yep, because that I, is, I that like is, the, yeah, that's the one I recommended to you. Um, I recommend that you watch uh, the international version, and then if you're feeling frisky, watch the final cut. I I own the final cut because it was free thanks mm-hmm. to a friend of mine. You're welcome. But uh, <laughs> but I, I prefer, and if if I ever get the chance, I'd like to get that that set because they mm. re-released it. I have watched um, every cut. Of Blade Runner, I I like the international because I like the I like the voiceover. I thought it added to the noir feel, and I really would like to have. I'd like to get that version. That's mm-hmm. that's the version I recommend to people. Hmm. Now I'm thinking about doing a spotlight on a uh, Blade Runner. Great. <laughs> now I want to watch Blade Runner. Even even worse. Uh, hmm. Let's go. Let's do another rando. Black Panther that came out in February of last year. Yeah, it was right before Avengers, and Black Panther was another one of those ones where I like the character in Civil War, but comic book speaking, I, I'm not the hugest fan. Mm-hmm. But Black Panther was really good, not perfect, but so close. The first half of the movie, if it would have right before Claw dies, I'd have given that movie a ten Cause because it felt, it, like, because it felt like a Bond film. It did. Yep. I, I loved it. <laughs> I picked I, up I was, on that vibe too. I loved. I was having such a blast, well, and then when Claw dies, Shuri the is movie. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, Shuri is kind of like uh, Q for Double yeah. Seven. You know, she makes all his weapons and all that. So it was cool, man. I, it really yeah, had they, a James Bond aspect. I loved they it. They even had the Q like like he went to her workshop and she showed her the outfits and the sneakers and his. Instead of the watch, it was the little communication beat. I, like it, it felt so Bond. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says; they were inspired by it. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I enjoyed the film. Uh, let's see how many Marvel movies came out last year: Ant Man, Avengers, and uh, Black Panther, Spider Man, technically. Mm. Oh, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. I meant like live. A- I meant like live action. Yeah. So, yeah. But Black Panther, you know, compared to the other films, yeah, I'd rate it pretty high. I think I rated it pretty high on our rankings, too. I think I was, I think yeah. it was like six or seven. It, it was really good. I don't like the villain as much as the world. I'll put it out there. I don't care. But, uh, uh, Killmonger, it, it depends on what side of the fence you fell on, honestly. it to, to You either see his view or you don't. It's you know, they they've never had a like a diverse villain like that before in in Marvel. It's always I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to kill off. You know, I them. just didn't think he was as well done as they put him out to be. 
like I said, for all, all the praise they gave him is how I felt about Bushmaster from Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. But for Michael B. Jordan, his father was a traitor and was killed trying to attack, you know, another person. If he would have just went with him, he wouldn't have got killed. Like, you, he acts like he was wrong, but your father was kind of a piece of shit selling guns and tried to attack, you know, one of the you know good guys. He kind of had it coming. Sorry. Well, that's, but, that's the one side of the fence that you're on. I'm just saying. Other people he, see it from Killmonger's eyes. So, you never, like I said, you never had that in the villain before. I'm just saying. I, I don't think he you th- you deserves... Think, do you think Red Skull had that kind of diversity? I think Thanos did. Oh, I love... Yeah, yeah. We'll get the Thanos. Don't worry. Um, just make it snappy. Ah, pun. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So right, let's talk about Thanos then. Let, let's talk about Thanos the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't called Thanos the movie. It was Avengers Infinity War. Would have been called Thanos the movie if it was up to me. Oh, you're goddamn right, man. And you even... And, and you know, uh, I picked up on something as I watched it the other day. Um, it does show at the very end Thanos, you know, on the farm. You see the the Thanos scarecrow with his armor. Yeah, yeah, that's actually in the uh, the, the next movie too. But yeah, he's yeah that that was there. Yeah, and they. Good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I thought that was just a pretty cool, you know, throwback because in Infinity War, in the actual Infinity War number one, you know, the the book starts with Thanos, you know, being a farmer. He did what he wanted to do and, you know, just became a farmer. He gave up the game. And I just thought that was a cool throwback. I thought they did him really, really good. I I was kind of surprised because I definitely thought with Thanos, I thought it would have been really easy to go the way you were speaking earlier, the the whole I just want to destroy the world. You know, Mm -hmm. just very Saturday morning cartoonish. And I kind of thought that's what they would do with him because, you know, he's just a big bad. He just wants to destroy the world, kind of like uh, Steppenwolf from Justice League. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they were going to go that, that at least before I saw a trailer. And then when you watch the movie, like, he's a legitimate character. He's he's my favorite uh, Marvel villain probably in the movie. Yeah. Well, well in comics too, honestly. But, <laughs> but let's face just, it. You don't watch Avengers Infinity War for the Avengers. You don't watch it for the Guardian. When you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Because they were all split off, and you know, Captain America well, the, literally has like sixteen lines in the whole movie, if that. Yeah, about sixteen seconds. And I hate the double shield thing when they're like, "Get this man a shield. Get the motherfucker an actual shield. Don't give him two little wrist gauntlets." I hated it. I hated you it. Hated that. The fucking cheap bastards. Thanos is coming with his army. They give the Winter Soldier a machine gun. You cheap. Bastards with <laughs> yeah. one clip. He doesn't have like an ammo bag. He's got a gun with one clip. All right, they're coming. Here you go. Yeah, white wolf my ass. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Infinity War. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so not. So did I. I. I could pick on it, but yeah, I love the movie. The the dusting scene made me laugh, and I, I, everybody else in the theater was just like, oh no. But me, I'm just like. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Everybody else is like tearing up and crying. Oh, Spider-Man. And I'm just like, he's coming back. You know, yeah, I, I'm not buying you- into it. If they wouldn't have announced that it's going to be a two-parter, you know, and just well, left you hanging, I would have believed he was didn't. dead. And you would have gotten a little bit of sympathy out of me. But I'm like, okay, well, he signed on for the next movie. What the fuck's it matter? 
that dude, I already knew about Far From Home. Like, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's already on for a sequel from uh, Homecoming, though, so he's fine. Yeah. yeah, Black Panther's got another movie coming out. <laughs> it's just like, so what was the point of it? Pretty much. It just it felt like wasted potential to me. Now, if, if they wouldn't have announced those movies and you'd have been left hanging, like, oh, shit, there's no Spider-Man Homecoming 2 coming out or Far From Home, uh-oh, he could really mm-hmm. be gone. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I love the movie. I, I did love the movie. Uh, I thought the Black Order was shafted, which I've said in the very first episode. Uh, go back in our archives and listen. Um, I thought that they were shafted. They were done dirty. Uh, they're done way better in the comics. Ebony Maul, not a psychic. Cool that they gave him powers, but they didn't need it because he had the gift of gab. He could talk people into yeah, doing but- what he wanted. He had like that cult leader aspect. I thought it would have been way cooler. For the if amount they, if of time of what they have for him, you know, it's all they got. Yeah, but I mean, it would have been really cool if he would have gotten into like, like he did in the comics, gotten into Doctor Strange's ear and made him summon like, uh, um, uh, uh And then that could have led into fucking Doctor Strange too, which, you know, I've said in the first episode, go back and listen to our archives. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that would have been a really cool setup. This thing could have set up a lot of uh, branching, you know, different movies and shit. But instead, it's all building up to Captain Marvel because they want to put the weight of the Marvel Universe on Captain Marvel's shoulders for girl power. And, I, you know, I'm not even like, you know, a sexist or, you know, anything like that. I'm just like, I don't feel the girl power. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't feel I don't, that I don't character listen. has earned it, man. Ten years of these characters, if they give the win to her, it's unearned, undeserved. She hasn't been there. One film? Come on. I'm sure they'll tie it in that she's always been around or some stupid shit like that. But you know, it's still not the same, man. You don't watch a, like a, an entire trilogy of Batman movies for Superman to save the day in the end. We're invested in all these characters, and for the newbie to come in? Come on, now. You want girl power? Have Gamora come back and kill him. Yeah. Or save the day. You or know, be, or I'm be fine a villain like she is now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just don't think Captain Marvel deserves to be the one to to really bring it all in. That's it's ridiculous. She hasn't earned it, in my opinion. <sighs> There's a lot of... I'm, I'm not even excited for the movie. It looks like Green Lantern B2 to me. Uh... Will they bring up Captain Marvel? Will that even be a talking point? I, I, don't, don't, I don't know. The scrolls. It's awesome that they're going to have the scrolls. Is Super Scroll going to be in the movie? That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Unlike unlikely to happen, but it would be fucking awesome because then yeah. because then you think about this, right? You bring in <clears throat> Super Scroll. That is a way he has all the Fantastic Four's powers. That's a way to bring in the Fantastic Four in a some kind of odd way. Yeah, that would work. So, okay. So, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, like you were saying, that would have been a good weird way to tie in Fantastic Four, which you know is coming in. You know, what, like two years? I think they said they're going to start doing it. No, so it's it supposed to be in less than six months. I mean, well, you know, even even at that, like it would have been. The seeds would have been there, you know. You could go into it later, whatever, but I, I'd love to see them do Super Scroll. I really like him. You know, when they originally talked about Avengers Infinity War, they didn't have, they don't have, a, or they didn't have a name for the second part yet. Um, but when they talked about it, they said, oh, it's going to be the biggest cast of Marvel characters. We're going to have new characters in here. And 
I saw no new characters. The the Black Order were all new. Get out of here. <laughs> the Black Honestly, Order. the funny thing is, right, they have the ultimate setup. Why not call part one Infinity Gauntlet because he's literally putting the gauntlet together and part two Infinity War? Wouldn't that have made more sense? <sighs> I'm hoping that he uses the gauntlet. Like maybe he uses the space stone or something or a reality stone and rips a hole in reality and then the X-Men come in, Fantastic Four come in. Uh, uh, that would have been nice. <laughs> but unfortunately, the deal wasn't done at the time, so they couldn't do it. You know, Honestly, I would have loved to see them use the gauntlet to maybe just have it break reality and then like the Reed Richards and the, the Bachelor Bill, it's just there. Like they don't have to introduce the characters, they're just in the Marvel universe. Like well, they've always like well, they would maybe, have been always been. Well, maybe the snap, right? Maybe the snap, you know, because the gauntlet was destroyed essentially. Yeah, it's broken. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that snap, you know, exerted so much power from like the reality gem and the space gem and all that other shit. And fucked everything up. And then interdimensional beings from other universes, quote unquote, come in. I mean, it is possible considering basically the um, the Marvel Universe is more or less the ultimate universe. So, yeah. Right. I mean, we're not getting a another Avengers movie. This is it. This is when it comes out, when uh, Endgame comes out, there are no more Avengers movies coming. That's it. We're done here. Well, we might get a new Avengers. I could see that happening in, you know, five, six, ten years. Secret Avengers. You know, <laughs> all the different yeah. Avengers teams. Yeah, I, I could see him maybe doing something like that out, out of the new characters. But, hmm. yeah, for, for the original cast, at least until they recast them, we're pretty much good. I don't know. They, they have to have a way to pull them in somehow, some way. I don't know. I like to get Ghost Rider back. You know, you got an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Come on. Bring in the TV series, guys. Come on. Bring in Daredevil. Bring in Luke Cage. Come on. Hell, I'll even take Jessica Jones. Fuck it. They were, they were part of the mini-snap. That's why they all got canceled. Yeah. Well, whatever. All right. Let, let's move on from Avengers. Um, Let's do another rando. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That came out for, on the Wii back in December, correct? Yeah, that uh, that just made it in time for uh, obviously for for 2018, and honestly, it, it's probably become my favorite Smash Brothers. Uh, the roster is so big and better than Melee. Really, I because I I just enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. um, and it, to be fair, I haven't played Melee since the GameCube. Maybe I like them just as much, but just off of how I feel right now, uh, you know, I'm currently playing this one. But there's so much to do, and the roster is so big, and I've been having such a good time with it. To me, currently, this is the definitive Smash Brothers. Like, you get the Switch, you get this, you're good on Smash Brothers. I, I, I really like, like how they... Uh they made the roster that you had to unlock all the characters. I really enjoy that. Cause that's like, it gives you a reason to play you're like, Oh, you want Simon Belmont? Well, you're going to have to put some time into this game. Yeah. And I mean, you basically, it's a, it's kind of a time unlock. So you, you can basically unlock everybody, but it comes along as you're playing. And when you're playing the spirit adventure mode, you unlock the characters differently in that mode. That one, you actually have to, like, fight them in different bots, and you're collecting the spirits, which are sort of like little boosts. So it, there's so much to do in that mode, and there's the spirit board. And, and, you know, you got the classic modes and stuff like that. There's so much in this game 
Like, I mean, yeah, there's a season pass, um, which is awesome that the first character announced for it is Joker, which I really like from Persona 5. But um, there's so much in this game, like, you legitimately feel like you've got more than a complete game. Like, you're, you've got your money's worth. You really enjoy it. it there's not a, nothing really I, I can say bad about Smash Brothers Ultimate. Hmm. Like, it's and, appropriately named. And they brought back a lot of classic stages, too, correct? Uh, yeah, as far as I can remember, like I said, I, it, you know, I can't remember all of them, but there's a lot. The Pokemon trainer stage is there, the Donkey Kong stage. Um, I, as far as I remember, the, the, a lot of them are there. In fact, as far as I can tell, basically, if it's been in Smash Brothers, at least stage and character wise, it's pretty much here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of like to see an add-on of the old, um, like, shield breaky thing. From the from one of the old ones, that'd be kind of neat. But other other than that, well, not shoot. I'm sorry, it was target break. But other than shoot the targets and a few stuff like that, there's so much here. Mm. You know, I if you like Smash Brothers, I'd, I'd go ahead and say on record, it's pretty much impossible for you to be disappointed. Um, now, do you think do you think that it was made for more of the tournament players? Or do you think yeah. it's made for everybody? Like like the way the original, I would say, maybe the first two were. I, I kind of feel like it was made. I definitely, unlike you know other games like, say, uh, like Street Fighter V and, and some other ones like that, I'd say this was definitely made for, for everybody. I get the feeling like this, this was kind of just everybody out there, you know, have a ball. Mm-hmm. It's a pick-up and play, right? Like, you know, there's not very many, like, technical controls and moves to remember and all that shit, right? It's just like Not basically really. just like it's always been. Yeah, that's that's what makes uh, Smash Brothers great in the fact that it's still basically a glorified uh, sumo match. Mm-hmm. You, know, you pick your character and you more or less knock the asshole off the ledge. Uh, there's the the stamina mode where you can, you know, defeat them, but basically you're trying to send them flying. Mm-hmm. And it just works. You know, you can pick whatever character you like. There, there's probably, I, I'd say, like three or four kind of technical characters, I'd imagine. Obviously, I haven't played them all. There's 70-some characters. I don't like them all. But uh, there's there's literally somebody for everybody. You know, you're going to have a good time. So who are you maining right now? Who's who's your go-to? Uh, currently, I like Kirby a lot. Always Kirby, yeah. Kirby, Ganondorf, and Zero Suit Samus are my uh, three favorite characters right now. Yeah. And Ganondorf is just so fun. He is so damn strong. Yeah, he's got this charge punch move that in spirit boards because the spirit board challenges there's easy ones, medium ones, hard, you know, whatever. Like anything else, I love the easy ones because essentially I'll just tap the Y, he'll do that charge up punch and just done. You know, you don't even have to move. You yeah. Play that one while taking a hit of coffee. Yeah, I liked him in Brawl. I used him a lot. Um, I haven't played Ultimate, so I'm kind of excited when I get my Switch coming soon. Um, I'll be getting that and uh, Diablo and probably a couple other things. Diablo um, is absolutely great on the Switch. It, it feels so natural. I, I've actually been playing that between the season mode and the regular mode, and you get all the DLC that was ever released. Hmm. It, it's an absolute blast, and you get for free. Everybody buys a copy. You get the Transmog gear to make your gear look like Ganondorf's. That's cool. And there's like um, there's a Mercy outfit in there and a free StarCraft pet. There's so much fun in there. Like that again, you know. Diablo 3, if you got the Switch and you like Diablo 3, it's a must-buy. Yeah, the the Mercy skin was in uh, when I had Diablo on the PlayStation with the uh, Reaper of Souls edition. That was in yeah. there. Yeah. 
sorry, not the skin, the wings, but you know, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, but um, um, ultimate sounds like a blast. You know, I can't wait to get into it. Um, I, I think you're gonna love it, and because it's portable, that's like the biggest thing. You're gonna find yourself. Like your YouTube videos are gonna take a hit because now when you're sitting on the couch, you're gonna be playing Smash. I'm t- it's it's that good. For the Switch, can you stream onto YouTube? Like you know, do Twitch? Uh you know, I'm. I think I've so. Seen, I've seen people do it. Um, uh, save the bees on uh, Twitter. You know, he's a professional uh, Twitch player. Uh, he streams Smash all the time, so I I don't know if you can or not. I'm assuming you can because there is a share button. Mm-hmm. Um, that you could share your images because I've shared images from Smash. So anybody who's friends with me on Facebook, you can see I've shared some images. So you can do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can stream. I, I honestly haven't tried it. But mm-hmm. hopefully, if not, I'm sure there's a way. Obviously, people are doing it. I'm sure there's some way out there to do it. Yeah, yeah there's always a way. You know, you well, can, I mean, you Smash stream... is only on Switch, so there's right. got to be a way. I mean, you can stream emulators. You know, I could go and load up, you know, Mega Man Two and play it and let people watch me do it. I mean. There's ways to do it. But uh, definitely, you know, for Switch owners, that's probably one of 2018's best. Okay. All right, let's stay on video games for another minute. Uh, now, I haven't had a chance to play it, but I've heard so many, so many good things about the uh, the Spider-Man that came out on PlayStation. For, um, so basically, you know what, I'll just, I'll make this easy. I'll just cover the, because I know I've played a little bit more uh, newer games. So I'll start with Spider-Man. Marvel Spider-Man, I think it's the official title for this one. Mm-hmm. The story is amazing. It's very, very good. Um, they, they do it very well. They, it made me have an interest in Miles, and between that and Spider-Verse, I, I kind of like the character a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I know. You bought my so, second print. Eh, worth it. Um, <laughs> the better cover. But, uh, yeah, it is. Um, but... In this game, like, Miles has done really well. He's a little angsty, but it makes sense for his character. Mary Jane is written very well. Yuri Watanabe is really, really fun. She's the new, she's like the voice in your phone, the kind of like your your guide in the game, because you're, okay. obviously, you're Spider-Man, and she's the one like, hey, there's crime here, do this. It's through her, so she's really cool. Like Metal Gear? Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, traveling. It's an open world game. Obviously, you're in the city, and anybody who's played like the PS2 uh, Spider-Man the movie game, and it was really it. fun. Well, this Loved it. is even better. It's so fun to be Spider-Man that really there's random crime that happens. At least you defeat them all. It's so much fun just traveling the city, just web swinging around is fun. He can do some tricks. It's not a lot. It's not a really big trick menu, but it's it's just fun to do. It's fun to swing up and nosedive down and then pull yourself back up because it's it's not like it is in PS2 where you just hold right trigger and he web swings. Mm-hmm. You're doing it, and between the the amazing score that plays and the the mechanics of the game, the way it works, you really feel that momentum. And it, it's just an absolute blast to web swing. It's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you get it down, it is so much fun. There's a, a fast travel system. There's side quests. It's kind of like PS2 Spider-Man and the Batman Arkham series kind of melged a little bit because there's a little bit of elements from both. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's probably the most enjoyable, or, or one of, to be fair, one of the most op- fun open-world games you will ever play. I really enjoyed the game, and I wish it would have won Game of the Year. The The story is so good. 
it's got its own art. Like the, the look of the characters is a little different, but it, it all works. Doc Ock is really good. Um, there, there's just so much really, really great. The game looks amazing. It's really pretty. It plays well. I, I can't say enough good about the game. I mean, it's really great. And when the season pass goes on sale, I'm going to play that. Um, they, they just <laughs> added new game plus. There's even more. I, I platinum the trophy. I beat the, I platinum the game in a week. Not Dude. that it's short. It's about 40 hours long. I couldn't put it down. I, I was hooked. Um, so that, Absolutely. Don't you, don't you love hate games like that though? Like you love them so much, but you hate that you beat it so quick. Like you don't yeah. feel like you got your money's worth. I definitely there. There was a little bit of that. I mean, forty hours is is a great runtime for this kind of game because mm-hmm. you know it, it, it was so it was so good. The story it wasn't like just padded, like say a Grand Theft Auto or a Red Dead where it's really long, but there's mixed you know you're just chunks where you're just doing fetches and those kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a really good balance, and it's easily replayable. There's a lot of lot of fun. Um, that one was really good. Um, the next game, because I, I, like I said, I figured for this I'll just mention the couple of games in a row since yeah. I know you didn't play as many. Uh, the next game I played that was pretty decent was uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That was good. Kind of, it's kind of easy to put it down a little bit because one was really good story wise, and yeah. two was really good gameplay wise. And this one just falls a little short of of two because the the second Tomb Raider game of the remake trilogy was really really good, and this one adds some really great uh, kill maneuvers like ways you can kill people. You can shoot them with a rope arrow and drop down and pull the body into a tree and, and do some really cool stuff like that. But there's not a lot of people to kill, mm-hmm. and the story isn't nearly as good. Uh, they really dropped the ball with it. It's a really good game, and it's worth mentioning, and you'll definitely enjoy it. But when you look at the, the greatness that was won, and you know the, the two was basically the definitive experience, when you play this one, it just doesn't live up. But there's a moment in the game where I wish the, movie, the whole game was based on this, because there's a scene in Tomb Raider where one of her friends gets hurt, and she thinks they're dead, and... She goes just straight up Rambo badass. You'll see her come out of the water. The, this awesome score's playing. Everything's on fire, and she's in like badass. I'm gonna kill some people mode. Uh-huh. And I think if they made the whole story a vengeance tale, it would have been way better. As far as it is right now, it's got some cool stuff. It's good, but it wasn't that great. Um, but getting back onto the the greater side, obviously, I think it won Game of the Year. Last year's God of War, amazing. It is so different than God of War, the other three or four. Uh, yeah, it was, it was three, and then that shit one that came out after. And Yeah, the yeah. Bastard Ascension and the two PSP ones. But this God of War. What was it Chains of Destiny or something like that? It Chains of Olympus yeah. and Ghost of Sparta. Yeah. yeah which were good, but Ascension sucked. <laughs> yeah, Ascension did. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. The puzzles but, were awful uh, in that, by the way. Just, just but, throwing that uh, out there. Yeah, the story it, was terrible. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that they fixed. They they reevaluated the formula, and they're like, well, we got to do something because I think they saw how Last of Us was like from a cinematic standpoint. Like, this is how you do a story based game, and then they just kind of converted it. So they brought in the son, who would kind of be like the Ellie, you know? Yeah, ba- basically. Yeah. So they made Last of Us got a war style. And it worked out, and it got Game of the Year. 
So it kudos to them. Salute. It really did. Uh, again, graphic, story, uh, gameplay. It plays a lot different than God of War. You upgrade your armor. It's an open world game. It's it's like it's so different than the other God of War because the other God of War was sort of open world, but not really. You know what I mean? Like it looked like it is, but you're basically following a path. No, it didn't feel open world. It just had really elaborate uh, level design. Like it, yeah, it, it, it had uh, uh, scale. That's what I yeah. mean. Like there you, you know, go. you're on the back of a Titan. You know, you're just a little speck, but the Titan's climbing up Olympus, and you're like, damn, this game's pretty huge, but really, it's not. Yeah, no, but but the new one, the new one really is, and the new voice actor who was, like I said, Teal'c was really awesome to hear him again, I was always a fan of him, mm-hmm. and he is the new um, Kratos, and you go to different worlds, like the different um, Norse mythology, the, like the Thor's stuff, Okay, I don't, I can't remember the name, like Jotelheim, whatever. But you go to the different like realms. So there's different worlds. There's a, a you know boat you can travel and secrets to find. Yeah. And there's so much to do besides the fact that the combat's really fun and it's really good. There's a lot to do in the game. Like this one, you will really find yourself entertained for a long time, especially if you want to complete everything. You want to do the extra challenges and the extra missions and everything there is. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of content. And as far as I know, I don't think there's a season pass, so you're getting it all. And they're adding a new game plus, so another really, really solid game. Like, rate the Spider-Man and, and God of War for me are, like, neck and neck. They're both open world. They're both a lot of fun, really pretty, like, everything you could want set, you know? Right. Uh, now, those... you, you, you had mentioned the uh, the combat mechanics, so they ditched the, uh, the Devil May Cry mechanic? Uh, kind of, sort of. Like, it, it still has that, but it just, like, okay. So you remember God of War, and you basically would just flail around the blade. You'd cut him up, and he would add some yeah. moves to it. Well, this one is a lot more technical. Like, the ranged weapon is your son. When you hit circle, he's shooting the arrow. So technically, he'll do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're firing, but it's shooting from him, so it's kind of funny. And you get this axe, and you, like, throw the axe, and it'll come, it can come back to you like, you know, like Cap's shield does magically. Oh, kind of like yeah. uh, Bioshock Infinite, you know, when she finds ammo, she throws it to you. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like that. Okay. Um, but it's just different. You know, it's a little different than regular God of War, but it really works. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels a little slower to me in a way, but in a good way. Like it, everything's got a little oomph to it. So it's really cool. And if you're looking for something to play, I would I would recommend it. Easy, you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of I, I really like that frantic style though, that really fast action gameplay from one through three. So I don't uh, I don't know if it's for me. I'm not really sure. I, I'm gonna have to play it eventually. I will. But I, uh, I think you would dig it, and it's coming. It's you know it's getting cheaper. I think you'd still like it because it's not like really slow. Mm-hmm. But and you know you do get the blades back, and once you get the blades back, it does feel like the old one. So you can use them, but they're optional. You can switch between blades and the axe after you unlock them. Okay. But the axe, I just, I thought it was a good, it mixes it up. You know what I mean? You got more varied combat style. Right. Right, okay. So it's not so action heavy. So they they based a lot of it on the story and the, uh, like the RPG elements of it all, upgrading the armor, Uh, weapons, and all that. I would say probably it's a little less action heavy. 
Mm. But there's still it isn't it isn't like Shadow of the Tomb Raider where there's almost no combat because there's very little combat in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. As weird as that is to say, mm. compared to the other two, it's very little. But for God of War, there is more than enough combat. You will not find yourself bored. Cool. I mean, it sounds cool. Oh, I, I mean, I've had my doubts. Are easier, so okay. you'll like that. No, I, I don't mind the puzzles. Right, right. I, I remember you playing the other God of Wars. I no, remember finding no, you crying in your back room saying, I can't do it, and it was just jump on the chain. Yeah, it's not that. It's that my brain, it, does, it doesn't simplify things. I overcomplicate everything, every aspect of my life. I overcomplicate. So it's like, okay, just jump on that chain and swing. But I'm like, but what if I do a double jump, use my wings, and get over there, land on this box, and then and that, it just kind of goes like that. Right. Right. So, uh, that's just kind of how my brain, like, my brain never goes, it can't be that simple. I, I know, buddy. That's why you're the only person on the planet that hasn't beaten Ocarina of Time. I get to the whale. Come on, man. No, they have to know. If if this should at least get you some more comments. If that doesn't blow up your corner, like, really, dude? <laughs> Look, I'll get past the whale one day, Okay. I promise I will beat Ocarina one day. It's not that I can't beat Ocarina of Time. It's that I just lose interest or I go and do something else. That's the only reason. That's the only thing that prevents it. I've owned it on like, what, two, three different systems now, and I've yet to beat it. I get there eventually. Yeah, one day, right about the time I, I finally beat Breath of the Wild on the Switch. I, I get to it. Maybe that'll, be, maybe that'll be one of my 2019 goals. Beat Ocarina of Time. Or Ocarina, depending on who, who you're talking to. Uh, am I talking to an asshole? Uh, not today. Then fucking Ocarina, okay? I, I live in, I live in America, okay? <laughs> Is it nice there? Eh, it's been better. Fucking 9-11. Um, all right, let's, uh... Hmm. But I, I think that's basically all the games. That's, I just wanted to no, cover those really quick. No, I missed one? no you, got, you got a couple more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I actually know one I missed, but... Uh, yeah, I know. You missed the biggest one that neither of us have played, and that's Red Dead Redemption 2. So we really can't talk too much on it. I just have no real... I mean, I want to play it because it looks cool, but... Eh. Um, I'll, I'll go on record and say this. I'm sure it's a good game. I, it's not for me. I, I don't, I'm not going to buy it. I, I don't want to say I'm I never, never going to play first it. One. I never beat the first one. I got bored of the first one. This one, it seems okay. I don't really, it's just not really for me, you know, and I, I can admit that. The, I'm sure the game is fine. I pick on people all the time, you know, it's not my favorite, but I, I'm sure it's a good game. And I'm sure if that's your cup of tea, I'm sure it's great. And, you know, I'm sure yeah, everybody's ranting, but I'm sure it's fine. Now, if they do, hey, the, if they do the undead zombie thing again, I might be in. That shit was fun. I bought the, the expansion, how they released it, it solo and just had that. I had that. I like that, but... I also uh, had that. Yeah, their mm -hmm. multiplayer was good for the first one. Even I'll admit that. I don't know but how the online it. works. I'm pretty sure it's like GTA. I'm fairly sure I it's probably just it. like it. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. At least, you know, at least I could say that. I'm sure it's good. It's just not for me. But but who, but would, who would we be if we didn't at least mention Red Dead 2? Right? I can, I can at least imagine. I can give it some credit. Still like, say it shouldn't have won best soundtrack, but whatever. you know, like I said in the beginning of the episode, this is the good, the bad, and the ugly. So it could be good, it could be bad, or it could be downright ugly. I don't know because I didn't play it, but I will mention it. There you go. 
But you know what I did play? What and I did figured you this play? Could... Fighter Z. Ooh, Dragon that... Ball Fighter Z. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, if if you were a fan of Burst Limit, which I really was, not I, that I the like Raging Blast series wasn't good. I loved Burst Limit, and this is like the way better version of this. Mm-hmm. It's it is absolutely gorgeous like the just the visuals alone for this game and i know it shouldn't matter in a fighting game but screw you oh it, it kind of does works. it kind of does buddy it's i mean play fighter used to, like yeah but you're <laughs> used to like the weird cg right of the of the dbz series of like sort of cg anime mm-hmm. this one looks like a living anime like um, it, it's just amazing i was just thinking of like ugly ass fighters and i'm thinking of that game balls Oh god! Or versus? Remember that one where they, they were everybody had like pointy tits? Yeah, like it was just creepy. You just get <laughs> like, eh, okay. Yeah. But, so, um, sometimes graphics matter. They don't have to be yeah. downright gorgeous like Mortal Kombat or you know anything like that. But it helps, you know, when you're not a bunch of pixelated boxes just kicking each other in the face. Yeah. I thought it was especially for an um for an anime fighting game. I thought it's a it's a really nice touch because they're already animated, you know. Yeah. And for Fighter Z, the roster sure could be a little bit bigger. Yeah, uh, I mean they have like like five Vegetas, five Gokus. You know what I mean? But it seems a little lazy. Like, oh, here's the new costume pack: Saiyan Saga, Goku, and Vegeta. And I'm just like, uh huh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can't. When it comes to that sort of stuff, it's it's just the way they make it. The Dragon Ball fighting game franchise is like a weird, like, sports game franchise. Like, we'll add this, we'll have these characters, we'll remove this. They they, they do a lot of weird stuff. I, I don't know why they do it the way they do. But Fighter Z is I'm probably, I don't want to say my favorite Dragon Ball fighting game, but it, it probably is. The only sort of negative is it has a really deep fighting system, but also an easy one. And because I play too many other games, I just basically play the easiest version of this uh, moves. So it kind of gets a little repetitive because I'm lazy and I don't want to learn other things. But uh, it's it's got a really cool story mode. It's got this really neat little story, it, just in general, the way they do it. It's really great. Like they, they really. Uh, I thought for anime fighting games, um, this one they definitely redeemed themselves for the last couple. They were like, yeah, they were okay. This one was just great. And as far as I know, it's great on every system. So Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. Right. Um, you know, get yourself a copy. Yeah, I mean, I was a little skeptic about it because you know Dragon Ball doesn't exactly have the best fighting game, you know, record. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I enjoyed Budokai Tenkaichi. Uh, two and three, I thought those were yeah. great. The well, roster, I mean, the roster on those were incredible. They had everybody from GT, and they had everybody good. from uh, yeah. Um, wow. but Raging Blast, I enjoyed it. Burst Limit, I enjoyed it. I mean, they weren't like, well, you know, Burst Limit. I thought was good, but limited. It was very limited. It felt like like an arcade version for when mm-hmm. it came out. There should be more. Tenkaichi 3 was probably the definitive uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting game for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you had Raging Blast 1, which was okay. But then you had Raging Blast 2, which was way better. Like, you didn't realize how bad 1 was until you played 2, which fixed all the issues. So 2 was really good. Yeah, and, and, it, had that, had, and it had that uh, that what-if story mode that was really awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. 
And then uh, after that, they did the Xenoverse series, which were okay-ish. They they definitely had some. I don't know. There's just some like some of the, they changed some of the voices in Xenoverse, and it really bugs me. Like mm-hmm. the Frieza and a couple other characters, they changed the voices. But it just it was just okay. I don't know. I just thought about Xenoverse that just didn't. I didn't enjoy it the way I'd hoped to. And I'm just for right now for this gen, at the very least for PS4. Ignore all those other ones. Go right to Fighter Z. Yeah, I plan on picking it up soon. You know, as big as a Dragon Ball guy as I am, but I'm just skeptic. You know, like you know, a sixty dollar price tag on that. I'm just like, I don't know. That's kind of a hit. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's finally dropped a little. If that helps, yeah. I think I think it's like down to twenty five or thirty. That's not a bad price. Yeah, I could probably invest if, in that. And if oh. you enjoy the game, you'll love the show it's based on. <laughs> obviously I'll probably end up checking that out eventually too uh, I'll be sure to watch my orange bricks no I I mean uh, it actually has a little bit of a tie into Dragon Ball Super does it now pretty sweet in 2018 enlighten me uh, it what, what's relates, the tie in there's a few characters who's the guy in it is hit is hit in the fucking game I don't think of hit I think it's um. I love it they were they're DLC characters they're DLC, Aww. but they're they are in there, and I so probably I played... so probably Super Broly. Mm, uh, I don't probably think so. Super Gogeta. I'm not sure. From Believe the movie? it or not, I uh, I'm not sure how far they went with it. Uh, I did check the DLC because I actually stopped playing because I I there's another tournament that I think relates more to Super stuff, and I didn't want nothing spoiled, so I've only beat about half the game. You just need to go and just watch the Japanese episodes of Super. It's over. It's it ended at episode one thirty one. And you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna talk about it right now. Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Super ended at episode one thirty one with the tournament of power ending. Okay. Why are you not watching this? Because it's I buy the sets. I watch them when I buy them. I buy them almost day one. So you wait for the dubs. Yeah. I buy them when whenever the next set comes out. Uh, the next one comes out this month, mm-hmm. and that'll yeah, be now it comes out in like six. a week. It's like a week, yeah. yeah. And so you'll I get go. the end. Of, you'll get the end of uh, Zamasu. You'll yeah. get. You'll get the. Uh, oh, I can't the, say anything because you ain't fucking watched it, so well, I can't I, say anything. They basically beat him on set five. They basically hit him with the attack, and so it's just like, and I already know that this arc is basically over. So I'm like. There's two. There's gonna be like two episodes in the next set that that'll just that'll be the aftermath. But he's basically done. The fight's already happened, so it's it's just kind of like yeah, okay. It was a weird place to stop. But for shows I really like, like Super, that I really enjoy, and I'm gonna buy the sets anyway. I won't watch them until I pick up the set. That way, I have something to look forward to. So I'm yeah. not just picking up and going, well, I just watched this, and I just put it on the rack, and I'm buying it for nothing. Well, that's kind of the thing. Like, you watch it in Japanese, and then you watch it again in English, and you really appreciate <laughs> it being in English because, like, ah, I don't have to read anymore. You know, it's a little bit different. The dialogue's a little bit different. Um, well, I mean, the other thing for me is I, I also do a lot. So yeah. I might put Super on hold. I'll, I'll watch the set, but I, I watch other shows. I play other games. I read so it isn't like the problem is i have other things to fill the space i'm like yeah super was great now i have to wait for the next set yeah well, but, I, just yeah, go but, ahead but every this. time i bring it up and i want to talk about it and i want to talk about it i can talk about it with a couple of our friends but i want to talk about it with you but you won't fucking go and watch the japanese i'm i'm patient and i read 
I'm currently playing through the Yakuza series. You know how much Japanese I already read? A lot. A whole lot. My da- I, I've spent so, the last two days of reading about 16 hours of Japanese. I've had my fill of reading subtitles. <laughs> so if I sent you a link with the entire Tournament of Power, uh, it's like a seven-hour video, you're not going to watch it? No, I'm not going not, if to. It, if it isn't dubbed. It's not dubbed. It's, you're going to have to read it all. I did, I, did, I did it all in one night. Like I watched them week to week as they came out. But uh, somebody like super cut all the Tournament of Power shit together and put it in uh, one video. Uh, the other thing is, when it comes to the TV shows and things, I'm incredibly patient. And, you know, it gives me something to look forward to, like the next set's coming out. And I don't know. I just, I'll, I'll get it. And within a day, I'd, I'll knock the set out because I basically, I marathon them. Just like uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, I'll, I'll get it and I'll watch every episode in that set until right. it's done. Right. So, yeah. Well, okay. So, Super's over. That was in 2018. That was uh, a couple months ago. It ended really cool. I, I liked it. See, I can't talk about it because you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil anything. So I can't. Talk, I can't talk about Blue Evolution. I can't talk about Ultra Instinct. I can't talk about these things that I want to talk about. I can't talk about Jiren. I can't talk about Topa. I can't talk about anything. Because you're a bastard. Yeah, but think about this. Won't it be extremely satisfying when I finally catch up and we can make that episode? No, of, because by the time Gorilla you get, Brain. no, because by the time you get caught up, motherfucker, they're gonna be like forty episodes into the new shit. Yeah, but we'll be able to talk about the old shit, and you're all about old what, what's shit. That, what's that gonna be? The 2019 recap, basically. Ah, <laughs> oh, fine, fine, okay. Uh, then the, okay, then if we can't talk about you know Jiren and all them other ones, uh, you know Hit at least you know Hit and he's a bad motherfucker. Love him, one of the new yeah, characters. I really like the, Hit. I watched the I've seen the tournament, the the first little tournament between two dim- the two worlds uh, mm-hmm. dimensions, whatever. No, the two uh, uh, gods of destruction. Yeah, well, it was like Earth. What was it two and four? Whatever it was, their little tournament. It was uh, six and seven. Whatever. Where you I watched seven, just so you know. I watched that. I saw the the really cool Goku Black stuff. Oh yeah, I love Goku Black. I loved. He has his. I I think I mentioned in another episode. I, I'm pretty sure, but he still has my favorite. One of my favorite moments in all of Dragon Ball history. Is it when he stabbed and, Vegeta? Did you smile yeah. a little? Oh okay. I thought no, that, I no. thought that was really humbling. Like, yeah, you went in there <laughs> super staying blue. You're a bad motherfucker. You just caught a blade in the gut. Sit down. When he, it's just this moment that to me was just really cool because, you know, Dragon Ball Z loves to do the, like, sort of imitate, uh, intimidation stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they run from Goku Black and they go back to their time and he rips through time and has that almost like you moment, like, you know, where the fuck think you're getting, I just thought that was the coolest damn thing well, ever. When he, uh, when he busted through with the time ring, right? Yeah, he has the he does he doesn't stay in the time, but he like rips through the time, and they think yeah, they're safe, was, and they yeah, run he home. Was, and he's uh, just he chased Trunks through the time uh, time portal, and then just, arrived, fought Goku for a minute, and then got sucked back to the other time. I just I thought that whole scene was just great. When the 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 reaction they give when he comes, like you know, they show up in the little space shuttle capsule thing, and they're like, yeah, we're good now. And he pops through, just like you know, where do you think you're going? I was like, that, that is just so badass. Yeah, 
uh, Zamasu. You know, I actually posted this on Twitter the other day about how much I love Zamasu. I thought that he – a lot of people say that Zamasu doesn't really fit the mold of a Dragon Ball villain. Good. I, exactly. Um, but he's different in so many ways. And, like, you kind of see what he's – it's kind of like the Killmonger thing. You know what I mean? Like, these mortals don't deserve their lives. They're nothing but disaster. They're, you know, a walking plague. You know, you get it. Because I kind of look at the world like that. I kind of relate to Zamasu. So it's it's kind of the whole, like I said, the Killmonger aspect. What side of the fence you falling on? <laughs> Me, personally, I'm Team Zamasu. All hail Zamasu. See, in that case, I, I do, I actually liked his character. Yeah, uh, he had a good look, too. I liked the, the evil Kai aspect, too. Like, you know, God's gone rogue. I thought that was really fucking awesome. Yeah, they've done, you know, it's hard to be fair, you know, because, you know, both me and you have been watching Z for, what, 20 years now. 20 plus, but, yeah. But Super is so much, it, it, I want to say it's better, but, I, you know, I can't compare it fairly because it's Super's also new and I haven't seen it to death. But I am really, really enjoying Super. Like, it's just, I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, I enjoy Super. Um, the thing I didn't enjoy about Super was when they recapped Beerus. They changed a lot of things from Battle of Gods. And, it, and well, that, it, the animation on it was just kind of like, eh, in some spots. That, it was ugly to look at. Dragon Ball Super Season 1 and 2 was just Battle of Gods and Resurrection of F Extended Cut. Yeah, pretty much. And, I don't know, like... I like Battle of Gods better than I like Season 1, but I like some of the the Resurrection of S stuff better in the series than I did the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a mixed bag. And the, the animation for Super is a little wonky at times. Especially Goku's face. It just kind of looks so fucking odd. And the fights, uh, if you watch the Beerus and Goku fight, it was just like punch, kick. While in the movie, it was like, you know, fast, intense action. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a give and take. Yeah. But I get it. And then they did Resurrection F, like you said, extended cut. That was cool. Uh, and then they moved on from that. And I was so happy when they moved on from that. Yeah, uh, believe me, so was I. Like I said, I, I buy the sets. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, you know, this is cool and all. But for the first two sets, it's just Battle of Gods, basically, and Resurrection of F. So I'm like, you know, I want to get to the new shit. I know yeah. all of this. But that being said, you know, I'm so glad that, that Dragon Ball's back because ever since watching Battle of Gods in the theater, I was having such a blast. And then I watched Battle of Z in the theater. I mean, uh, Resurrection of Death in the theater. And then, you know, now I get to watch Super. And in, like, was it a week, two weeks, whatever it is, I'm going to be watching Broly in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm just loving all this really fun Dragon Ball stuff. So it's kind of good, kind of nice to see it back and kicking. It's like it's nostalgia, but new. You know, yeah. like, you know, you get you get the same feeling and, you know, all that from the old Dragon Ball, but it's new. You know what you I mean? You know what new it stories, is? New it's characters. nostalgia done right. right. You're getting all, all that stuff you love, but the story feels like it's moving forward in a, in a pretty good direction, in a good way. Like, you feel like there's new content. Mm. And I, I definitely think if we could do the nostalgia stuff more like this, it would be fine. Where you actually feel like you're getting something new, and, and it's yes, it's the old characters, but they're going in new ways. And you know, with something like this, it makes me hope that maybe one day, like something like I don't know, Yu Yu Hakusho or Dead Man Wonderland, will get more because you know there's a big gap between Z and Super, and 
So, you know what I mean? I'm kind of hoping this will help bring more uh, revivals. And honestly, I'd like to get to the point where I can see an anime movie like Resurrection of Eth non-limited. You know what I mean? I'd love yep. to see us treat these great films like good films instead of like a gimmick or a special occasion because, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I think, you know, the Dragon Ball Z movies or just anime movies in general. You know, I also saw uh, the fairy tale one last year, uh, Dragon's Cry. Mm-hmm. They're just as good as, as the CG or, you know, the other animated films. Why aren't we releasing them here? You know, or at least try it, you know? Like, Dragon Ball Z is so big. At least try it. Release an anime movie normally so that people like, you know, normal people like me and you, you can just go to the movies. You don't have to go save up some money or, or set money aside because it costs more because it's a special event. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to just go, you know, it's playing at 7, and we're just going to go. We're just, well, yeah. Well, what you're saying is is uh, exactly what they're doing with uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. They're advertising it like a normal movie. It's not a special Fathom event. It, it is here. It's only it playing is, it like twice. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, In Maryland, it's playing at uh, White Marsh for two showings on like two different days, I think, mm-hmm. or one day. And it's playing in Annapolis on two, like two showings, two different movies. I want to see it play like any other movie. In the movie theater. Back to back to back to back to back, like, throughout every day. Yeah, like you would anything. I, I think anime, especially as it's become more accepted, go to go to GameStop, go to ThinkGeek, you know, look around. It's it's a big enough thing now that I think we can have anime movies in the in the theater without it being a stupid Fathom event, you know? I, yeah. That's what I would like, because I, I, you know, being a big anime fan, I'd like to just go to the movies and, you know, I want to go on Tuesday. I want to pay five bucks and go sit through Broly. I don't want to have to be like, oh, well, $12 a ticket, go to the 7 o'clock showing on a Sunday, the 25th, because it's the only time it's playing. You know, I just want to go like, eh, doesn't matter. It's playing sometime. Let's go to movies, go see it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm hoping that in the next couple of years, maybe this year, maybe 2019, I, I hope to see it. I think, I think it should happen. I think that anime, I think, judging from the fandom, in the communities that I'm in. And I think that anime is at its all time high. I, I, I definitely I, feel that, you know, there's so many big things out there right now. You know, you got, you know, fairy tale, you got one piece, you, you have all these uh, Naruto, you know, dragon ball, you have all these different ones that are huge, you know, and I don't know. I think it's the biggest that it's ever been. And I, I, I don't I know if it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's the downhill. I, I don't know if this is the peak. I'm not sure. But it used to be that anime was looked down upon. And I don't think it's like that anymore. I think it's more accepted now than it has ever been. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's a great thing for all of us. Anime fans, cartoon fans, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some great stories out there. And it's just like any other genre. Indeed. Okay. We got a couple more things on the list. Um... I know you wanted to talk about it, so I'm going to let you go on a, on a tangent here. Uh, X-Men Red, it ended uh, last month, correct? December? Yeah, December was the end, of, the end of Tom Taylor's X-Men Red. And man, was that so damn good. It's, it's a shame that apparently, from what I understand, it wasn't his decision. Marvel decided to, you know, obviously shuffle it all into a reboot of the Uncanny series, which is fine. Which is completely fantastic, by the way. Which is you're gonna you're, you're gonna talk about Red, and I'm I'm gonna go and talk about Uncanny when you're done. Go ahead. Yeah, you could. Everywhere you could follow me, but um, 
So you start off uh, this, you know, this is the series. This was the first X book that I bought um, in a while that's, that was current and running besides X-23, which is fine and well, good and all that. I mean, but... you had lost faith in Marvel. I mean, we all have at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only did I lose faith, but they kept rebooting, and there really wasn't, at least as far as I could tell, there wasn't a good part where I wanted to jump in. Like, I didn't see any teams that was really getting to me. I, I didn't see any, like, the creators that was really caught my – there was nothing that was really bringing me in. It was just kind of like, oh, we're doing Uncanny. Okay, again. We're doing X-Men. Again. You know, another 12 issues of this. There's nothing that really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And then um, after reading All New Wolverine especially and just in, in general, I found out that Tom Taylor was doing X-Men Red and X-23 was on the team. And just well. and, and I just so we're clear, Sean is – Tom Taylor's like biggest fanboy. Go ahead. The man, the man knows how to write. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, uh, so, your friends, your friends on Twitter. Go ahead, plug. Go ahead. We, we are, uh, you know, ever BFF. since in, in Justice, All New Wolverine, X Men Red, soon to be Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. I see that name. I know I'm getting a good time. And so all the things lined up for this book. I had the extra money. I got back into I, I allowed myself to spend 15 bucks a month on new books. So it was in the budget, and this came out. And, you know, you had Jean Grey. You had Neymar. Nightcrawler. Night, was Nightcrawler on red? Yeah, Night, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was on red. I follow Nightcrawler. He, I know where he goes. He, he, does, he doesn't have a huge part. I mean, he's got a good part, but he's in there. The new character, Trinary, is in there, who's really cool. I might be saying her name wrong. Sue me. Trinary, Trinary, something like that. So she's there, and it's this big, like, political, sort of like psychic fight. So Jean Grey basically wants to make the world a better place for mutants, but she wants to do it politically. So she goes on there, and she's like, you know, we're going to go around. We're going to get out of the shadows. So mutants are here. You can see, you know, we're part of this world. We've been on the sidelines long enough. You know, we, we're not bad people. You should know this by now. And she tries to promote this. And then a terrorist attack happens. They try to blame it on Jean. And, you know, basically she gathers up all these mutants. She's trying to fight this massive uh, psychic presence that the, the, the mutants almost as powerful as she is. They go to Wakanda. They go to, uh, I believe they go to Atlantis for a minute. Uh, I think that's Namor's home. It's also called Atlantis. You know, they go there. And there's just a lot of fun. I, I don't want to give too much away because, you know, you should read the book. But mm-hmm. it's there's only twelve issues. Was it twelve or eleven? I, I don't remember the exact 12, number. Twelve in an annual. And yeah, the annual explains where uh, Jean Grey was been. So that was really cool. Is this and real Jean Grey or fake Jean Grey? As far is, as I can is, tell, is it it's Madeline the real Bryan? deal. No, okay. it is. As far as I know, I mean, you know, Marvel still has the hard on for retconning. But as far as I know, it's legitimately Jean Grey, and there is just it's just so much fun. You know, you're going to read this book more than um, Doomsday Clock, more than X-23, more than any other book I was getting monthly, mm-hmm. especially more than Doomsday Clock. Uh, this, this series was just so good. And, you know, it's the kind of series that's so good that you wait a month to get the book. You get the book, and it feels like you read it in a minute. Yeah. And you're like, damn, I'm done already. And that's X-Men Red. And it's, you know, it's 12 issues. Anybody that has the time, you know, if you have the chance, get the trade, pick it up. If anything, it'll be the greatest segue into uh, the series Frey will talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncanny X-Men, uh, Ed Bryson's writing it, and uh, Rosenberg is doing the art. It's fantastic looking. And uh, so essentially, like Sean said, it, uh, they cut X-Men Red. They took X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold. 
cut it all up and put it into a rebooted Uncanny series. Well, what Bryson's doing is kind of writing in a, uh, the first couple uh, issues are an uh, apocalyptic arc. Um, I don't want to give away too much. Uh, so I've got to think of how to word it. Um, oh, I will give you a badass thing, a badass part. Uh, Kitty Pride gets kidnapped along with uh, a senator, a human senator, and then uh, Kitty Pride wakes up and Apocalypse is chained, or yeah, he's chained to one. Of, you remember the uh, the X Cross? You yeah. remember that? You remember that? Um, uh, Mar, uh, not I want to say Savini. Uh, Mark Silvestri. When he did the X-Men art, he did that classic X uh, crucifixion cover. Well, oh, I know exactly. That's my favorite uncanny cover of all time that I sadly don't own, but I know exactly the book. Yeah. Well, he's chained to that. It's, it's just a badass visual. Like, whoa, these guys, it's a serious threat. They got Apocalypse chained up. So, you know, a lot of shit's going to unfold, and it's, it's well worth it. The first 12 issues are going to be a weekly, and they should be coming to a close on that soon. Uh, after that, it'll be a monthly book, so it's going to kill me. Uh, it's already killing me in the pockets, but it's worth it. Uh, it's probably the only Marvel book I'm reading currently because, and segue into this, uh, Old Man Hawkeye ended. That's the other only uh, Marvel book that I'm reading. And unfortunately, that was a 12-part limited, and that just ended this month, or uh, December. So, Oh, yeah, twice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Marvel's starting to make a comeback. Um, I'm starting to put a little bit of faith back into them. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really particular with what I'm buying from Marvel comics these days. I, I look for names, um, because I didn't, I don't collect them because obviously I'm on a budget, but if I see Charles soul or, Mm -hmm. um, he's, yeah, his, I met him. <laughs> His work is is really good on, on Daredevil, and uh, which is about to come to an end, and they're going to get a new creative team. But he is really good, and um, was Dennis Hopeless is really good. There there is some good stuff in Marvel, but for some reason, nobody's talking about these smaller books that have been going on. Um, you know, if, if it isn't Avengers or anybody in the MCU, they're not really getting the credit. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to bash Marvel too much because there is some good stuff there, but there's a lot of crap, I think. But they're getting better. Um, You know, uh, X-23, I mentioned earlier, I don't know who writes that one because I'm not familiar with them. But that one's actually pretty good. It's not as good as X-Men Red, but that's another Marvel book. You know, I'm reading it, and I do enjoy it. They did a one called – it was – it was a play on Kindergarten Cop. It was an issue that I mentioned in another episode that I I really wanted just a fun – no strings attached ep- uh, issue, and that was that. So I love the fact that they were just like, you know what? We just finished an arc. Here's a fun one, and it was that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's really good. So I, I hope they keep it up. You know, I don't. I, I like every kind of comics, and I, I had this with a random person at a Wawa recently. I don't just, you know, I don't want to be a DC guy really or a Marvel guy. I just I enjoy all kind of comics. So I really hope that Marvel can get out of their own way drop some of this PC pandering crap they're doing. And, and I'd love to see us get back on track. You know, uh, I'd love to see, you know, quit canceling stuff, put the time in and make solid steel. If you want to do something else, make a limited, but quit re- this rebooting nonsense. I'm, I'm tired of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, I'm starting to get a little faith back in. Uncanny is definitely putting faith back into it. Uh, Old Man Hawkeye, I would definitely suggest that you would check that out. Uh, if you're, if you're a fan of the Old Man universe, uh, Old Man Logan, um, the Old Man Hawkeye is really, really good. Uh, I'm really sad that it ended. <laughs> I'm really bummed about it. I'm like, this could have went on forever. It's so good. That's how I felt about X Men Red. I was, I mean, I'm glad Uncanny is really good, according to you. It I is really it, good. But... Uh, everybody has their own little story going on. It's really cool. Like Bishop is trying to uh, track down uh, Dark Beast from X Men Red. Dark Beast was in that, right? I don't think so. From, if, uh, if it was, he, he came from an alternate universe. He came from uh, one of the destroyed universes from uh, Secret Wars. He survived. I, I don't remember Dark Beast, but. I could, you know, I, I'm not perfect, so maybe it was an issue, but I don't remember that one because Bishop wasn't even really in um, Red. But Bishop's kind of like, you know, he's tracking down this murderer, uh, a time murderer, and, you know, he's he's still doing X-Men stuff, but everybody ha kind of has a side story going on, but it all focuses into the central plot pushing the story forward. And the storytelling that Ed Bryson is doing is just magic. It's it's magnetic. You'll be stuck. You'll be stuck. If you can pick up the first couple issues that are out right now, and I think they're at number 11 or 12, I would highly suggest that you do it because it's a very compelling story. At least that first arc is. If it goes off the rails from here, fuck it. I got them first 12 issues, all gravy baby. But I, I love it, and I hope it continues. I hope the good work continues. I hope Bryson, Rosenberg, and that whole crew stays on. The covers are lit. I love them. Uh, they're colorful, vibrant. The art style is great. Um, I can't say too much, uh, too many good things about it. It's, it's the book. It's the Marvel book right now, for at least for me. That that's something I would definitely appreciate. I I love X Men Red. Like I said, all all the the in the book stuff is really good, but the covers they they're not bad. They want with this like playing card style kind of thing. Like if you remember the old Marvel, they had that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And that just isn't for me. Uh, I didn't find it, it, it was, was vibrant. It was just basically white border with a like a circle in the middle, and it had like a portrait of the people, or, or yeah. like the characters. So then, the covers it, weren't exactly all inspiring, but the art on the inside, a okay, okie dokie, love. Yeah, it. yeah. For 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 me anyway. For Red, I I really like the art style and the way they went. Just I thought the covers, I get what they were going for, and if you enjoyed that kind of like portrait style. You know, kudos to you, but that's not that's not my style. Right. But you know, other than that, you know, I don't want to. That's why when I put on Twitter, I was like, it's kind of weird to say because it's not that you don't have talent. You got talent. You can draw really good, but these covers aren't for me. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, there's people out there like me that collect badass covers. I have an entire long boxes full of just badass covers, just random oh. issues with just awesome covers. I have a short box dedicated to that, and thanks to Ray and the people that print Action Comics, man, you people know how to make a good cover. God damn, man. I have so <laughs> many Action Comics that I, I don't know what they're about. I'm just like, man, that's a great fucking cover. You have, an, bought, you have an entire short box dedicated to asshole Superman covers. Oh, I love it. That's, it's, <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure in the comic world. If I see any cover referring to Superman being a dick, uh, I gotta have it. Uh, well, I bought then you one. Would, then you would absolutely love the old world's finest comics, buddy. They're oh they're God. chock full of them. I bought one that ended up being like a, it was either a five or ten dollar money book. I ended up seeing it on a website for ten. I bought it out of the dollar bin, and it was Superman kissing. Uh, if I remember correctly, Superman's kissing Wonder Woman in front of Lois and uh, uh, 
Wonder Woman's guy, Steve Trevor, yeah. I think. And it was just kind of like, what a dick. And I saw that cover. I'm like, man, I need it. I've never even opened the book. I was like, that's a great fucking cover. And it it gets me all the time, especially if I'm somewhere and there's a bargain bin and it's three for a dollar or they're 50 mm-hmm. cents a piece or something. I'm like, yeah, I don't really need it, but I already got two, and that's a great cover. I'll I'll actually buy uh, the same book over and over if if the cover's in better condition. Like if it's a book I really love and it's like, well, that one's in reader shape, but this one's in near mint. I'm going to buy the near mint one and then um, get rid I've, of the reader. I've or, done or keep the, the same reader. thing. Like I have like I swear to God I have like seven copies of uh, Generation X number one. I don't know why. Every time I see it, I'm like <laughs> Generation X. I'm gonna pick it up. I don't know it's why. It's shiny. Yeah, I know. Damn shiny. Nineties. Badass covers and anything that's an homage to Action Comics number one. I'm such a sucker for that freaking cover. I have six different homages that I'm aware of. Yeah, but you ain't got my spawn. Give it time. Yeah, well, we'll think of something. All right. 2019. Since we're on uh, comics, you know, we might as well talk about the godfather of Marvel. You know, Stan Lee passed last year. You know, Who is that? Stan Lee. Mm, not familiar. Go ahead and t- tell me a little bit about this guy. It's a guy that didn't write for DC. That's why you don't know him, fanboy. Uh, you mean that guy that had a cameo in the fantastic Teen Titans go to the movies? That guy? Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, he doesn't know his place. <laughs> hey, he wrote some DC books. I mean, go on. Uh, no, no, but... <laughs> you remember the uh, Stanley Imagines? I do. They were they were actually decent. Right. Uh, they, they were up and down. But they were cool. It was cool to see his take on them. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll leave behind an amazing legacy. You know, he'll impact... Geek culture for well, one ever might say it was a very amazing and spectacular, yeah, you know, <laughs> fantastic, but uh, uncanny legacy, if you will. Yeah. But uh, I, I definitely think that was kind of not to take away from any of the other people because there was a good couple, but I, I can't think of offhand. But yeah, that was definitely one of the kind of bummers of 2018. You know, well, I mean, Stan's lived a life, man. Yeah, he he really has. It's, I, it's not like he died in his forties. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he was ninety. Was ninety four? Well, that that's why I said it, it's kind of a bummer. Like I mean, it sucks that he's gone, but I mean, when you're ninety five, it's not like you were cut down in your ninety six. Sorry, fact checking. Ninety six. Ah, ninety six. He will definitely be be missed. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I kind of. I, I think that man, yeah, he, sure, he did some shit in the past that is a little iffy, but he's only human, and he's done so much good, and for a long time, he always had that great spirit, and he truly loved his fans. He did. If you need proof of that, that man was signing autographs, in my opinion, about 10 years longer than he should have. That man should have been done. He'd done so much. He, he could have done been in his office, and he was still out there signing and, and yeah, he was and, still he was still showing up the cons. He could barely walk. He had people help him onto the stage. I mean, he was still doing it, though. I mean, towards the yeah. end, his signature became kind of unlegible, but he was still signing it. You know, and kudos to him, man. I mean, he he really, really did love us. You know? Yeah. He, and, and, and it's not even in his older years. You know, you go back to, like um, – Stan soapbox, you know, when you could write, you'd write to Stan Lee and he would answer you in, in the comic. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he just, 
he he was definitely one of the few celebrities that I can say. You know, I, I know a lot of them say it, but I truly believe he legitimately meant it that he loved his fans. Mm-hmm. You know, he always had this great energy, and he's definitely one of the people that one of the things I liked about him is he he never lost that. I, I've seen you know interviews when he was young, and you know when he was forty and fifty and sixty, and he's never lost the enthusiasm enthusiasm about what he does. You know, he loved his characters, he loved telling these stories, he loved the world, he loved the fans, and how much they loved what he did. So, all of that was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, quick question before we move on from Stan. Uh... What was your favorite Stanley creation? Who or who was your favorite Stanley creation? Uh, for let's see, the, I will say at first the funny thing is the only Stanley written book I have that I'm aware of is Savage She-Hulk number one, uh, the first She-Hulk. But I, I, I think I don't know because I suck. Did he do Daredevil? I think he created he, Daredevil. He created Daredevil. Yes, that's probably my favorite. Okay. I, I love Daredevil, and I know, you know, obviously it was later on Frank Miller that made Daredevil, you know, the character that he is now. Yeah. But all of that started from Stanley's creation. And, yeah, yeah Stanley I, Jack I, Kirby. Yeah. But, no, you know, obviously. Yeah. But I just, I love the character. And, you know, there, there's so many great, you know, X Men and Spider Man and whatnot. But just, I don't know, there's something about Daredevil I've just always liked. I've always liked his world. It's. Yeah. You know, maybe because I'm slightly biased, but yeah, I'd have to say Daredevil. Um, yeah, who would you go with out of curiosity? Uh, Silver Surfer. Did he do Surfer? He did Surfer. He did Galactus, Fantastic Four. I mean, he, you know, he wow. did a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know Surfer. he did. Fan- I, that's awesome. I didn't know he did Surfer. I know Surfer. he did the, you know, Inhumans. Fantastic Four. Not- yeah. Um, I mean, I love the Inhumans. Not the TV show, but the comics. Um, I have a few of those. Yeah, Silver Surfer, because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a man without a planet. You know, that's kind of how I feel, you know. <laughs> so, Silver Surfer you, being my favorite, so Silver Surfer. You finally got a planet, and it only took you until, like, what was it, 2016? To find a planet. Yeah, basically it was a metaphor for you being homeless, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was for a while. All right. Um, all right, let's move on from Stan Lee. Uh, there's a couple things from 2018 that we still have to cover, and we'll touch on a couple of them. Um, I guess since we're dealing with Marvel, I'll, I'll just bring it up real quick. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, I don't know mm-hmm. if I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Probably. Shit. I hear sirens. Would you steal? Oh, sorry. A little hint of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, you must have stole the spotlight. Go ahead. You know it. But uh, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse, easily just... I, I don't want to say the definitive Spider-Man movie, but it might as well be. It is so damn good. Mm-hmm. And, like, Peter is a... Because it's basically in Miles' universe, which I think is the ultimate universe. It is the or, ultimate universe, yep. So it's basically where it's from. Um, but So Miles is the star of this film. Peter Parker's in it a good bit, so everybody who's not a big Miles fan... Let it go. I I wasn't as huge fan. I've been trying to be a little bit more open to it lately, and um, he's the star, and it's really kind of his origin story, and it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, the name Into the Spider Verse <clears throat> is a little bit of a lie. They open the portal, and these characters come to his universe. He doesn't actually go into any other universe. They come to him. Funny enough, yeah. But it's so much fun. The tone. 
is spot on. And the art style they use, while it can be a little jarring here and there, it's one, it's kind of like the Lego movie where once you kind of get used to the art style, you're kind of, you, you just don't notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? And it's really, really cool. It basically feels like a living comic book. Like that's the, like more than a motion comic. It feels like you're just watching a comic come to life. And the, the Peter Parker character is so great. And miles is great. And his father is great. And Kingpin, though, I really, really hate his art style. He really has that big bulky look that I don't like, but the character is great. And spider Gwen is fun. And Nicholas Cage is Spider-Man noir is really cool. And there is just so much fun. Like, everything you wish you could see in a live action. Like, this is like a perfect Spider-Man movie. Hmm. And I, I hope they do more. You know, I I hope I get a Spider-Verse 2. I hope they take the this series and they make a Spider-Verse franchise. Like, you know, a Peter Parker movie, a Miguel movie, a Spider-Gwen movie, a, a SPDR movie, a Spider-Man was, uh, Noir movie. Was uh, Spider-Man 2099 in the movie? After credit scene. Oh. oh shit! Spoiler alert. That's uh, great. You had a chance to see it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he's an after credit scene, and, and it makes sense because you know I, I think love, they were all I trying to do Spider Man twenty ninety nine. You know he's got so, a, he's got a resurgence in popularity now since the uh, Edge of Spider Verse uh, the comic came out. I I'd like to see him get more because he was always a cool character. Yeah, and I think you know if if Spider Man PS four which was the start of it for me and Spider Verse had make me be a lot more open to Miles. And like I've always said, I've never read a lot of the character, but he was never my favorite. And Peter Parker is still my favorite Spider-Man. But after seeing that, you know, I, I'd love to see more of, of Miguel. And, you know, I'd like, definitely think you could do, you know, easily a big universe of these characters. Mm-hmm. It, it's fun. You know, you could do a noir style. You, you know, you don't even have to hook them together. Just visit the different worlds. I, I think there's a great uh, possibility, you know, endless possibilities out there of it. So I'm was hoping it a, there's was more it of a, it. Was it a possibility to have the Peter Parker voice from the 90s animated series? Was he in the movie? I wish, but he <sighs> is not. Ah. Um, also, Spider-Ham's in it. Yeah. And, and, and there's also... No, sadly, no. He was in PS4. Oh. Um, also, there is a really, really perfectly timed Stan Lee cameo. And there's an event that happens in the movie that a character dies. Mm-hmm. And it's just like right after you see Stan Lee's character and the way he mentions that character, you're just like, oh, my God, it's too soon, like right in the feels. It was just this perfect timing. So, you know, that even that's in there to add a little bit more, uh, you know, just little emotional weights in there. And it's just incredibly enjoyable. I, I can't recommend it enough. Wow. All right. So we're going to take your positive energy. We're going to flip it to something negative. We got to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Oh, of course. Let's talk about Hellfest, Hellfest really quick. Hellfest is what I'd like to put in the, I guess we could call it the ugly category. Hellfest is not a bad movie. It really yeah. isn't. If you're being fair, it's not. The problem with Hellfest is one, the body count's kind of low. It's a horror movie. You're, you're there for that. Yeah. And the other problem is they go to this, what do you call it, like an amusement park, sort of like a, one of those Halloween attraction things, and where they're at is 
really, really cool. It's kind of like that movie Stay Alive, where the movie itself is kind of eh, but the video game is awesome. Well, this is the same thing. Like, the park they're at is really neat. You just bring up Stay Alive. Hey, tell me the game didn't seem cool in Stay Alive, though. (laughs) It was cool. I forgot all about that movie until just now. Thank you. That's why I'm here. And um, so the, the, the park itself was really cool. But the movie... Not a lot really happens. Uh, the killer is no. kind of cool, but the characters nothing. were awful. Yeah, I like the killer because of the, how it ends, which I won't spoil here. Yeah, I thought I that was, it was a great. A, yeah, it was great ending. Yeah, but the 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 cast, the main characters, really suck. And one of the points I've got to point out because I, I was telling Ray about this earlier, it's really, really, really stupid. You have this character; he's going to meet this girl. They're, they're they're getting along perfect. He's got her. She's into him. It's very, very clear. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to this picture booth thing. They're in there, and they're making out. And earlier in the movie, he tried to win an animal, a stuffed animal. didn't work out. So they're in the picture booth thing, making out, and they're going to go to this next area. So instead of staying with the group, he tells them he's going to go off to win her this animal so she'll like him more. Even he though did, they he were, didn't tell her that. He told everybody else yeah, that. Yeah, and... They're, they're already making out. She, she's clearly into him. Yeah. So he goes to get this stupid-ass stuffed animal from this dude that she even tells him in the movie, like, eh, I don't really give a shit. And he goes to this dude and's like, hey, let me buy one of these off you. He tries to win one, doesn't. Tries to buy one, he can't do it. So then he breaks into this place, or attempts to, to steal this stuffed animal that she told him she didn't give a fuck about, and she already liked him. Like, all of that to me was just painful. I'm like, dude, you're, this is all stupid. It's dumb. It's unnecessary. You're already in. Like, it, yep, it the makes deal, no the deal was sealed. The deal was sealed already. He, he tried to go that extra mile, and that's why we don't go the extra mile, because we see what happens. We catch, it, a, we catch a fucking hammer to the head. Yeah, and it, it just, I mean, it's like, what was it, 20 minutes of the, the movie's only an hour and a half, and that's 20 minutes of nothing, just following this dumbass around. Yeah, like um, like you had said about the body count. Yeah, it was really low, but it was more of a stalker film, not so much a slasher. Well, I mean, it was a slasher, but it slashers usually have a much higher body count. But you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying about the tone of the film, though? Like, it built it up like it'd be the kind of film where they were trying to give you this fun vibe. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough horror in it. You find yourself just kind of like, well, this, you're like, it's almost like, uh, what is that, that crappy-ass movie about uh, Chernobyl? I think with Chernobyl Diaries, yeah, Chernobyl you're, Diaries. More, you're more interested at looking around the area. Like in that film, they're, they're viewing the, you know, the three mile Island. That to me was more interesting than the horror aspect. And yeah. that again is, is Hellfest. Like you want to just like, you just put the camera, just have them walk through this park. Just take, give me a tour of the park. You care more about that than the, the movie part. Yeah. I, I, I wish the park was real. It looks like a blast. Yeah. Like that. That's so, you know, so cool. Mm-hmm. But the movie, in a way, I, I hope there's a part two because I think there's enough cool premise there that we can do better once a year. But yeah, yeah, I I think if they could do it yearly and they could set it up right, I think it'd be great. But kills, this the, film, some just, of the kills were lame, dude. Like I, okay, like here's what irked me about one of the I kills. think the hammer was probably the best one. No, nah, well. It, I mean, they, you've seen it more recent than I am. Maybe, maybe I I'm watched wrong. it. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Literally, uh, one of the kills that irked me—it made no fucking sense to me. It was just a waste of time. He had her in the guillotine. 
He drops the guillotine on the back of her neck. It doesn't, it's a dull blade, so it doesn't cut her all the way through. It just kind of, you know, sears the back of the neck, right? I thought it was just rubber. I didn't even think it was a real blade in there. No, 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 it was dull. You didn't see him uh, take his finger and go across the blade like, oh, fuck, this is dull. It's not going to cut through. Yeah, I mean, I so I still just thought it was rubber because it was a prop. So I no. thought it wouldn't be metal anyway, but hey, no, irrelevant. Just, just a really dull blade. So it didn't cut her all the way through. Oh, it cut her through. I mean, she was gashed pretty good. But then she gets herself out and then runs away. He catches up to her and shanks her. Why not just drop the guillotine a couple more times? <laughs> you know, it, it would have been a, a much better effect, like visually. Like, damn, you can't, you know, a dull blade trying to cut through over and over, just repetitive. That's a lot more than a stupid shank. Yeah, that, and you know, another scene that, that really irks me is, uh, this is kind of a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie and you're stupid enough to care. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, towards the end of the movie, the guy's got the friend, and he's dragging her down this hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you look at it, from where the girl pops up to save her, that means she got around them and ran in front of them to hide so she could pop out on them. Why didn't she just go help her friend? Like the high, It was just kind of dumb how they did it. Like, you could have just grabbed him from the back, but the, the way she hops out, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if you, it's just if you notice, if you also notice, there's not a lot of tension in the movie. Like, you don't really fear for the characters that much. Not, not really. Nor do you uh, care it, for them whatsoever. No, I, I definitely I, did not care for a single character in the movie. Nope. Not a one. Although the black chick was pretty hot. I ain't gonna lie. But, no, that's true. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know. It's, it had a good premise. I, I hate. Yeah. I hate when they squander these things. It was. It was another one of those films that it's like. It's. I, I think I gave it. It was another film I gave a six. It was almost good. You were like right there. Like yeah, the premise was cool enough, and the park was cool enough to to bump you over the five, which is obviously mediocre. So you had that six because you had an interesting locale and an interesting premise. But that's where you just you did nothing with it. It was just a waste. Yep. But they didn't waste uh, Deadpool 2. Well, I mean, I've heard iffy things about the Christmas one, so in a way they did. Eh, well, I forgot all about the Christmas one. But but Deadpool 2, on a more positive note, was definitely great. Um, Yeah, a lot of fun. It's it's the kind of movie that I know it did really well. I wish people would absorb more of that. It It was violent. It was funny. It felt like it wasn't holding nothing back. Like all these things are there. Hell no, it wasn't holding nothing back because they didn't have <laughs> they didn't have anybody to hold them back. But the first but, one was so successful because they didn't hold it back. So of and, course they love that money. So they're like, go with it, fuck it. It's just it. It's what I'd like to see more of. Like fun. The only thing I didn't like, and I'm sure I'm the bastard, but I feel I should say it. Is, did they really have to do Domino that way? This is a weird choice. They kind of gave her the long shot power. I she, mean, she's lucky. She's always been lucky, but like visually, did they have? To, I mean, I, I know they cast the character as a black chick, which was fine, but they they couldn't even just make her at least look like Domino. I, if you wouldn't have said her name, I would have not guessed that's the character to me. I would. Uh, I would have uh, guessed. I would have guessed that was Shatterstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that, I, I feel like I wish they would have did that a little bit better because I like the chick that played her. She was a lot of fun. Just look-wise, I wish they would have made it look a little bit more like Domino. Mm. And that's just – I feel that way with any comic character. Like, you know, Hugh Jackman was always great as Wolverine, but I just wanted to see him wear the gear one damn time. You're never going to get it again. No, I know I'm not. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like, when you watch any comic, and, I, and I'm talking, you know, Walking Dead – anything, any comic thing that's alive, you want to see them look like they do in the book. Like, if just one time you'd like to see this character fully alive, and when you look at her, if you're not told who she is, you wouldn't have guessed it. And that that's just, that's all I would say about that. That was my, that was my only gripe. Other than that, I loved every minute of it. So yeah. I, that was all good. Cable, uh, yeah, I thought he was the best part of the whole movie. Oh, he was great. Jo- Josh Brolin, man, that was yeah. his... 2018 was is his the comic year, year. yeah. Of not just just movies. So Thanos as in Avengers killed yeah. it. Fucking Cable in Deadpool two killed it, and he was in Sicario two, which was fantastic. He just delivered every time last year. If he was in a movie, it was damn good. It was his year. So <laughs> kudos to him. He's grown up so much since Stand by Me. Yeah, or and the Goonies. I don't know what oh, comes first. Oh, wait, no, no, stand by me. Yeah, you're right, the Goonies. Yeah, you're right. It was that little stretchy thing that was in every movie from the 80s and 90s, the little metal springy exercise thing that everybody had. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know what that thing's called. Hmm. So we got a couple more things here. Just a couple more. I know we've kept these people on the line a lot longer than we should have. Yeah, um, but they've had to have finished their workout by now. Yeah, maybe. Well, let them get a couple more extra reps in. Let's talk about, hmm, let's do the Predator. I enjoyed the Predator. Um, I, enjoyed I thought it was a good force of it. I thought it was a good popcorn flick. Here's the here's my only gripe with the Predator. The dialogue, the scripting was fucking awful. You know why it was fucking awful? Because they used the word fuck every three to four words. That's just that's just lazy writing. That's all I did that really is. like the joke though. Which one? There was the a one lot about his mom and the job. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that I, I like that a lot. Um, I I have some gripes with the Predator. I really like the effects. Let me say that the all the kills were were pretty cool. They, yeah. That I, I really liked all of those. I was a little annoyed the fact that, and this is just me being picky, but it's just how my brain works. Mm. The fact that Olivia Munn uh, is, I like her, and she's fine. I know, I know, I know. Super badass out doing the Marines. She's a scientist. I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) And even more so than that, like they did that whole thing where she was naked, which would have been cool if you showed her naked. But other than that, that whole scene felt like there was no real point for it. You know what I mean? Like, why? There's it was decontamination. It was, I, I know what the process did, but why even show that? See, I I don't know. I, I didn't get the tension from that. Mm. Um, that was weird. The fact that she shoots a dog in the head to make him a good guy. I yeah. thought that was an. Or I don't. I don't think she shot him, but whoever shot him, I thought that was weird. And the entire third act of that film was awful. Is, Terrible, because until then, believe it or not, I was I was nitpicking, but I'm still enjoying. It. I'm like, okay, there's some issues, but I'm having fun, so I don't care. Kind of like Venom, I was like, eh, whatever, that's fine, it's still mm-hmm. fun. But the the end, why? Oh God, is that ship doing like 
four miles an hour when in the beginning of the movie they show it take off at like ludicrous speed. Yeah. All right, he prepared the shit for ludicrous speed. speed. But he like is going a mile an hour. Yeah. Very, very slow for no reason. All the main characters almost jump onto the ship as it's going up. Like he could he would have just taken off and they would have just died. That was so stupid. Like all just everything if you're watching the movie, from the moment they go on to jump on that ship on forward, the whole movie's stupid from there. Just turn it off. Mm-hmm. But before then was great. Even okay, the very end. Okay, the very end. So the predators are, are trying to help us not be exterminated by the bad guy predators. Yeah, and their way of saving us is by giving us one, one single predator Iron Man suit. Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe they think that we can replicate it. I don't know. What the fuck are we going to do? Get they're like, yo, dude, here's your one suit. They're on their way. Yeah, maybe we call the Avengers. I mean, you know, Fox is owned by you know somebody calls somebody calls Stark. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they can do it now because they bought them. But that was that was stupid. I, I'm I like the movie. It's fine. You know, it's yeah. it's an okay movie. But that whole third act is shit. Here's another thing when I watched it recently. Um, like you said, Olivia Munn, the scientist, right? When she first gets to the facility where they have the Predator, and she sees the weapons up on the wall, and she goes, those are alien weapons. How the fuck does she know? It's just a blade. You know what I mean? Uh, like, how do you know? Because she is so good of a scientist because of the era of girl power mm-hmm. that she can look at the blade and automatically know the exact kind of steel, the composite, and she knows that that metal isn't from this country or this planet. Mm, there's so many plot holes in that movie. A lot of things didn't make sense, but and then, you know, overall, it was just it's just a fun Predator movie. I'm well, hoping 2019 we write female characters better because I'm tired of seeming like a sexist. I, I don't mean to. If they would have said that she was like a retired Marine or SEAL or anything, I would have been fine with it. But the fact that she, her actions are better than the, the soldiers that are around her, yeah, like th- 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 that doesn't make sense. You're a scientist. I guess she's been preparing yeah. for interstellar war her entire life. You got me, man. I- that's my only thing. Like, just that's my that's my wish for 2019. That okay. on screen we will write women better so that they deserve the praise that people will give them. So I mean, that's because I'm fine with it. You know, like I'm maybe one woman 80, 84 will fix this problem. But for God's sake, man, just just write better. It's not that hard. If they ever do another Predator movie, before we move on from Predator, if they ever do another Predator movie, hear my premise for a movie. Take all the survivors that have either defeated predators or whatever and put them in the same movie. So have Arnold come back, have uh, uh, Danny, Dan- Glover. Danny Glover, uh, the, the Adrian the, Brody. Yeah, Adrian Brody, maybe, maybe the black chick from Alien vs. Predator. I don't know. Olivia Munn. Olivia, yeah, okay. So anybody that's ever defeated a predator, right? Have them come back, even the one from Requiem. Sure, why not? Uh, come back, and then they're all like helping the predators do something, or maybe they're oh, maybe like an all-star hunt. You know, like these have all these humans have all killed predators. Now we hunt, you know, all of them down until there's only one. You know what I mean? Have Arnold come back? You know, either that 
or you know what I would like to see? Because, I mean, that would be really cool. But what I would really like to see, one movie. Just give me one goddamn movie where the Predator wins. It's supposed to be the most badass hunter in the universe. In almost every movie it's in, it loses. I that, want a that, movie. That's because we have luck power. We, we have domino power. Well, I I don't want this. I just want one R-rated Predator movie where, in the end, the Predator kills them. Like that. That's it. Just just one movie where the Predator wins. Just give me that. And I don't mean any of this bullshit. We're like, oh well, that Predator's actually a good guy. He's got kind of a heart of gold underneath that stuff. Nah, man. The good guys try to stop him. He kills them. And the end of the movie is the Predator driving through space, photo on the dash, shining that fucking human skull and, and backbone. Like, he's just polishing his trophy. That's what I want. It's one. It sounds good, but who knows well, if we'll you know what? anything like that. If it that. makes you people feel better, it can be a female Predator. I don't uh, give a shit. Yeah, we haven't seen a female Predator yet. Yeah, they got to exist, right? Yeah, you know? Hmm. That predator, make it happen. Yeah. Predator. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not masculine. It's feminine. Um, Predatora. Uh, okay. So, all right. We got one more thing left on the list, movie-wise. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars movie. Um, not my favorite Star Wars thing. Uh, I'm not a hater of it. I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, it's still it's still better than the prequels, and it's still better than Force Awakens or Last Jedi. But I thought it was better than Last Jedi. But I I like Force Awakens. I for me, Solo was a flawed movie for sure, and a little kiddish. But you know what? I thought it was fun, and that's one of the things I really liked about it. Yes, you know, obviously it could have been a little better. I'm it, not saying any of that. It felt like it, a, it, was, it felt like a Ron Howard film. It yeah. really did. It felt like I was watching Star Wars, but it had like that Grinch feel. Like, you know what it is? I think because I enjoy Clone Wars and Rebels, which are a little kiddier in tone, maybe yeah. that's why I liked it. Because I, I actually really liked this film. I really enjoyed Solo. And I, I like mean, the Darth Maul cameo. Yeah, that was great. It, it did have some like unnecessary stuff, like the gun and all that crap, but that didn't really bother me. I know some people gripe the fact that his gun was just handed to him. Shit happens, okay? You know, I, that didn't bother me that he just got the gun from somebody else. So what? Um, but I just, I hate that, that uh, everybody hated Last Jedi. They're maybe deservedly so, but they boycotted this film. Because Solo wasn't that bad. And I hate the fact that, that Solo's forever going to get the shit from, from really hurting the Star Wars franchise or whatever. And I say, fuck you. Last Jedi did way more damage than Solo. Solo was so much better than that, and I hate yep. the fact that this film takes the hit when it was that film that was much worse. So yeah. fuck you on that. I, I mean, it was no Rogue One, but I mean, still decent. I mean, yeah. I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't love it to the moon and back, but I didn't hate it. I just, I thought it was fun. Like I, I, in, I went and saw Solo, and. Whereas, like, like Rogue One was really good, but it admittedly has kind of a bummer ending. Last Jedi, you leave, I left the first time thinking, like, eh? And I actually watched it a good couple of times, and I'm like, you know, 
it's a wonderfully shot film, Last Jedi. It's shot very nice. I, I, I'll give props to that. But the story is shit. Mm. Um, and whereas this one, it wasn't shot as well, but it was fun. And I, you know, if there is a such thing as a popcorn flick that Star Wars, that's this. There's yeah. no real weight to it. It's unnecessary, sure. But I had fun. I could put it on. I could watch it again. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I laughed a little bit. There was some cool. It was nice to see Woody Harrelson as always. Yeah. Always. I liked the guy that played young Solo. The guy that played young um, Lando was good. You yeah. Know, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. And I, I thought that was cool. And I kind of hate the fact that there's no more because, you know, even I'd be even fine with a CG movie. I'd like to see more in this universe because there's a good amount of time where you could do some fun stuff. And I've always said that the Star Wars universe is a great universe to play in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now because of, of everybody boycotting Solo and I know all the purist and Ray type people get what they want. Yeah, but they, no more they, Star Wars. they boycotted Solo, but it still made X amount of millions of dollars. So it, it didn't make it just it sucks that this is the one that it's going to get all the blame. But I would have liked to see more. It's such a great universe. It's not my fault that they did lazy writing. I know everybody's like, there's too much Star Wars. There's not. That's bullshit. If the writing was good and they actually put the time in there like they very much should have. There's so much fun shit you could tell in a Star Wars movie. You could do a pod racing Days of Thunder. You could do a bounty hunter movie. You can do so much in this universe, and it'd be great. You listening, Disney? You know? Yeah, you know, I, all these people, like I said, I've run into a couple purists saying they should really stop Star Wars. There should only be the original trilogy. That's just because you're you're a hater and you're very stupid, for lack of a better word. You're, Look at the very, comics. You're very stuck in your ways. But yeah, you're, but, you're, but you're the exact same people that want the fucking books and shit to be canon again. You make no fucking sense. You're hypocrites. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. And, you know, the comics, in my opinion, is a very good example. Now, I've heard about them. I haven't read them. I haven't had the time. They make peace with it. Which, well, there's so which many era? I mean, um, you, current, you got, you got old Marvel. You got Dark Horse. You got, oh, okay. Current, current, I'm just for, I, I've, I've heard more about these, so I don't know the other, but currently, I've heard about all these good Star Wars books that are running. All of those, well, not all of those, but a good many of those are would make good movies. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just, it's just what I'm getting at is, is if you put the time in there, you can make a good Star Wars movie. There isn't no such thing as too many because it's a big enough universe and there's a big enough diverse styles of characters that you could make great Star Wars movies. You yeah, could but, do a whole bunch. Yeah, no doubt. I'd like an IG88 movie, please. If you're listening, uh, if you're listening, Disney, I would like an IG88 movie, please. I'd be fine with that. Maybe get all also, the bounty hunters, you know. Get Bosk, you know. Django Unchained. I mean, Bosk was in uh uh Solo. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's all laid out. Was IG? Was 88? No, in there? I don't know? think so. Mm. I, I haven't seen Solo since the theater. I haven't had a chance to to pick up. The, no. I haven't had the money to grab the Blu-ray. But I mean, I know Bosk was in it. But I mean, you got you know you could put Dengar in it. You know you can. There's so many different bounty hunters you could do chasing yeah. Solo or or a bounty hunter movie in general, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could take any of the bounty hunters. Hell, you can take Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I know if they made a movie, they would do the origin story. Because, well, they're doing the Mandalorian. Well, yeah, but which I'm hoping stars. Um, uh, uh, I know, I know, you're going to say the Australian guy from uh, 
episode no, well, two. Which would be fine with me because I, I like the actor, but no. Um, you and your Django obsession. He's he's high def Boba man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, and, and all Boba Fett is is a clone of Django. So you know, watch your words, boy. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like obviously I like the Fats. I'd be fine with either. But you could do a movie that doesn't have to be a goddamn origin story. You could just do on a mission. Yeah, that way he can be badass. There, yeah. There's like the Dark Justice story. But uh, for Mandalorians, I'm hoping it stars and I. I hate the fact that I can't remember her name, but my favorite character from Rebels is a Mandalorian. She's into, like, uh, spray painting and shit. She spray paints her armor, and she got the black lightsaber, and she got uh, a few of the gear they show you that helps uh, Mandalorians fight Jedi. Mm-hmm. I hope they reference her. Really kills me that I can't remember her name. <laughs> She's literally my favorite character in Rebels. She's just a badass. And I, oh, man, that's going to piss me off. Look it up later. Post it on Twitter later. I'll post a picture on Instagram of her for you. There you go. But but I like that character, and I hope she's in Mandalorian. I'm in the series, so we can hope. Yeah, we can hope. So I'm thinking that's going to bring 2018 to a close. Uh, yeah. Overall, I'd say it was a good year. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say. Good, bad, ugly. We you know We've seen and heard it all, read it all. And obviously, 2018, the year that that great podcast started, so. Yeah, it is a great year that that Gorilla Brain podcast started back in June. Look at us now, man, reaching milestones, reaching new demographics. We're on a network now with a, we are actually on the Pulse Podcast Network. Yeah, and we're soon to have an app coming out soon. That's going to be pretty dope. Uh, It's going to have all of our shows that are on the network uh, located in one locale. And it's going to be pretty badass. And Gorilla Brain will be featured in the pop culture section. So check us out. Uh, there's a bunch of other shows that you should probably check out on there. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, future's looking bright, man. Yeah, I mean, that's another great place to find us besides Twitter and Instagram and Google and Facebook. and Yep, um, at Gorilla Brain Pod. We had to change the name on Twitter because a lot of people were getting confused. So we changed it. And yeah, like you said, we're on Instagram. Uh, if you want to tweet at us or message us at 8BitRay for myself, at Born2083 for my friend Sean over here. And we are always up for discussion. So do not mind answering fan questions. And we both pretty much live on our phone. We always got the phone. So if, if we're active, odds are if you send me a message, you're going to get a response. Guaranteed. So true. Party one. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm constantly promoting. Even when I'm working, I'm working. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, right, we keep it alive. He's He puts the time in. I Yeah, we, we put in the work. What can we say? So, yeah, 2019, looking to be bigger and brighter. I'm really setting the goals pretty high, and I think that, you know, we're going to obtain all these things. I I have full hey. confidence in our abilities. I think so, and you know, uh, we were already discussing a, a couple ideas for upcoming shows. So the the content's gonna be should be pretty good for you guys. Yep, yep. We're gonna have a uh, a full uh, four parter. Uh, we're gonna go deep, deep into 007 lore. We're gonna cover every movie in detail, in depth, but mostly just the license to kill, the greatest Bond ever made. <sighs> Lay off Timothy Dalton for the love of God, man. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, we got that. We're going to have a bunch of great content coming your way. Uh, 2019 looking like, uh, the YouTube thing might actually happen. That, that, that's actually a possibility. So until then, I mean, you got anything else to plug, Sean? Uh, the only other thing I will throw out is, as always, we take suggestions. So, you know, we, we have plenty of ideas, but if there's a show anybody else wants, I, I am perfectly fine with talking about that. If you guys send us some suggestions and, yeah, odds are we'll do it. So, yeah, most likely. What else we got to do? Um, any other plugs? Mm, nah, they ain't paid for them yet. No, not yet. So, no, no we, we're not plugging shit until they, until they flash the cash in our face. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, for me and Sean, have a happy new year and anything else? No. Fuck them. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm just going to end it at the fuck them. <laughs> I think you should. Just right yeah. there. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Oh. Maybe that should be your new uh, slogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the line ended in 2018. There's a new line. The so new line is fuck them. Fuck them. I look down on existence from a much higher perspective than you do. I witness this world, this universe, and the truth of all things. That yields deeper understanding, wisdom, the realization that all mortals should be destroyed.